0: This week on the Bamcast. Get some sleep. You four look like a piece of fried shit. What's done?
1: We're in. Alright and welcome to the Bamcast. Hey Bamcast! Episode 365. Ooh. Yeah. It's like a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something. Sure. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. Uh, I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Banffcast is, we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them: good, bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Alright, robot jocks. However, there are bad bad movies, and stay away. They get a negative sliding scale: one to five bags, as in douchebags after Twilight. Mm. Yeah, we don't like it. Irrelevant reference. It is not our thing. Uh, yeah. So, um. Unfortunately, Black Exploitation History Month is over, so um, we have to we have to do other movies now. Yay! Um, <laughs> uh, so we did 1993's Firepower uh-huh. because we realized we had a severe lack of Gary Daniels in our movies. True, um, and we're trying to rectify that. But it's also, also.
2: the March to WrestleMania, Ooh! Oh, and right. so these movies might feature a wrestler. Oh, right! In the cast, yeah. And this one does. It introduces does it? us to a wrestler. Yes, it, it our first appearance of said wrestler. <laughs> be, that's his credit. Uh-huh. Uh it's The Ultimate Warrior. Who? The Ultimate Warrior. Oh, no. The
0: Ultimate Warrior wasn't in this. You
3: mean Jim Helwig?
1: Yes. Jim Helwig was in this, but The Ultimate Warrior wasn't. Okay, fine.
3: Quick question. Go ahead.
1: What about the fact that he was later in life actually properly renamed to Warrior? Does that mean that he was in it? Yep, that means that yes. Warrior, warrior okay. was, but okay. not the Ultimate okay. Warrior.
3: Because you guys know wrestling and I don't. True. Yeah. Was Ultimate Warrior ever replaced with someone else at some point? No. That was just like an internet rumor thing? He,
2: he came back and looked different.
3: Yeah. Okay. I think he got off the roids.
2: There were some less roids involved.
3: So, the, But this is this guy, this the guy. Ultimate Warrior. Yes. Jim Helwig. Correct. All right. Correct. Just, just want to make sure. One and only. Okay. Except there, there except, were a lot of guys that acted what?
0: like. <laughs> ultimate Warrior.
3: When,
2: when Hogan went over to WCW, he brought in a guy who he called Renegade, who ran around like an idiot, like the Ultimate Warrior.
3: But he was not the Ultimate. He warrior. was not okay. But he, he was wanted, not a Jim Hellwig. No, I he was say. not. But okay.
2: Hogan wanted people to think that.
3: Okay, who was that Hogan?
1: Hogan? Oh, yeah. you know, uh, we're getting off track because we usually start with a plot summary. Okay, Let, just, let's do that. Then, wanted to get that out of the sure, way. Sure, I want to know what this movie's I, about. I, I didn't. I didn't even put together the March oh, to yeah, WrestleMania thing. Mm-hmm. So. A theme. Thanks. <laughs> You're
2: welcome.
1: <laughs> uh here we go. Plot summary. In the year 2007, crime has risen to an exponential rate. Once po- highly populated metropolises such as Los Angeles are no longer inhabitable. These cities have transferred into hell zones ruled by violent street gangs. Hell zones? zones. Well, not the whole city. Zones in the city. Say, I don't of, think that's right. Uh, yeah. I think it's just like certain parts of the city were like, "Hey,
2: Get your laws and shit out of here. We're going to do our own thing.
3: It feels like certain parts of the city are like in Arkham City. Yeah. Where they're just like, fuck it. Yeah. yeah fuck it. Off. We give up. Yeah.
1: Well, wall it yeah, off. District B 13 idea. Just like, hey, crime's really bad here. Put a wall around it.
2: But apparently you can just come and go. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's just, yeah. But you go in there, it's the purge.
3: Yes. Everywhere <laughs> else, there's law.
2: Not in the personal freedom zone. Not in
3: the <laughs> personal Cause, freedom. Because yeah. they said it was
2: originally for victimless crimes, right? Right. Like prostitution, prostitution, and gambling,
3: and, and drug. gang warfare, <laughs> gang, gang vendettas, gang <laughs> <and> vendettas,
1: <laughs> which and drugs. Well, I mean, I guess to be uh, fair, I think what they're saying is you're in a gang, you're not a victim, you're you're choosing to be in a gang. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. So, so I mean, fair. you know, they're not victims; they're other gang members. They're
3: just like we're not going to punish you. You guys just work it out yourselves. Yeah. If it involves murder so be it that's your personal freedom (laughs) yeah don't tell us about it there's there's a good chance
1: you will not have a gang vendetta put upon you Mm -hmm. if you're not in a gang correct or if you're dead or if you're dead yeah yep because really the most important thing about this and we will get to it in the summary of the movie Mm -hmm. is that there is basically like a death matches there are the death ring death ring yeah Mm -hmm. it's like ufc but to the death Yes. Sometimes. I knew we had
3: Gary Daniels here for a reason. Yeah.
1: And that's that's to, the, to the that's ring? the main, you know, crime thing going on. There's mm-hmm. a whole other
2: Well, they're like not uh, MacGuffin
1: thing that they're chasing, but
2: they're never there to put a stop to that or anything. Not really. It's a means to
1: an end. But. Yeah, they're on the hunt for the AIDS fake AIDS vaccine. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, the movie opens up and and it's basically in the middle of a car chase. Um I mean, we get a little like explanation about the zones and whatnot i, I think. thought they were in the diner yeah first. they start in the diner first oh okay it's exposition yeah, it's a, yeah the exposition diner but yeah they're you know <laughs> there's a newscast basically just telling you the entire plot of the movie while they just kind of sit there and yeah. talk about like man i guess aids is back that was a good five years where you know
2: well there's there there's been a rash of counterfeit aids
1: vaccines that are killing people yeah because well yeah in, in this future they'd cured aids but yeah. now suddenly it's coming back because counterfeit vaccine someone made well, a fake they cured vaccine. it but like well they if they st- cured it, they then
2: vaccinated they- it. Yeah. Okay. And now people are getting vaccinated with the wrong juice, and it's back. Yeah,
3: there's a fake vaccine, right? Because there's plenty, of, plenty of money to be made on a fake
1: vaccine. Yes.
2: So, that there's that's lingering in the background, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no time for that because yeah. car chase city.
1: I, you really don't want to get the AIDS tism, in the vaccine. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh they
2: they answer a call mm-hmm. yeah i guess they just they leave yeah, the diner it's,
1: and it's well they have it, a little video phone and the oh right dispatcher lady is mm-hmm. like hey there's a car chase happening yeah. go help mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah and she
0: says it's the dude and the swordsman right the dude it's and a dude like it's like he's the henchman, s- of henchman of the swordsman. like one of the top henchmen henchman for of the swordsman, swordsman and right.
1: that's just what they refer to him as um so yeah it car chase and it's i don't know eight cop cars chasing this one like trans am it's all it's like a zebra yeah, yeah it's, it's like a it's blue like zebra blue and black zebra stripes uh-huh. and everyone's just driving like an asshole <laughs> yes. like just everyone swerving. weaving just... in and out like shriners <laughs>
3: <laughs> except at like 60 miles
1: an hour yeah. yeah um but yeah i mean there's there's shots exchanged they kind of hint that the vehicles have gun things on them but it's never really established and all you really kind of ever see is like a flash out the front and then they hear a pew noise it th- they're not effective no like there are mm. are apparently guns on the grills of these cars and they just pew and don't. i really thought do they
0: were firing some sort of tracker or something at first i i really yeah.
1: don't know what,
2: what see was i going thought it on. was like an emp i thought it was like need for speed technology where they were shooting yeah, out these been. emps and activating them and it was jolting the car but it didn't have any effect on Mm-mm. zebra car
1: yeah it, i mean because really the the they're just chasing them and, and it should be pointed out that like this was this is a 1993 movie set in 2007 mm-hmm. and they're using really shitty 90s cars early yeah. 90s cars yep. including our heroes ride around in a fucking Pontiac Transport <laughs> yeah. minivan pretty dope the dustbuster mobile yeah. <laughs> like every once in a while i still see one of those on the road i'm like holy shit how did you how did you keep that thing running and and why <laughs> <Yes. laughs> cuz they were shit boxes when they were brand new yes they are um, easy to get. They're <laughs> cool-looking shit boxes. Yeah,
2: favorite.
1: but it, yeah, but there's a bunch of cop cars, and they're just chasing them out on the road. And some cops create a roadblock, and at then the it's end a, of the tunnel. Yeah, and it's just kind of like cut to. I guess these guys didn't. Well, these guys and one cop car didn't see the roadblock and just yep. hit it at full speed because it's launched the car and yeah. explode in midair. Big explosion thing. Yep. Yeah. Big explosion.
2: First car comes corkscrewing out of here, and then immediately behind it cop car also does the same thing to the point where the cop car actually lands in front of the suspect car mm-hmm. or it lands on it and then rolls over yeah um but so these cars are fucked i mean they've blown up and they are oh, yeah. fucked but the bad guys just pop right out they're like oh, yeah, aha yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I just i appreciate that they they do the hong kong style thing of let's show you every angle that we took yep of this corkscrew car going through this fireball
2: yep so we ran four yeah. cameras, and you're going to watch mm-hmm. every single one of them.
3: Yeah. Um, but, but yeah,
2: then the the bad guys get out and just start shooting at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which our heroes produce uh, smart bullets.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they take out a couple legit, and it, and it's, we didn't we didn't we mentioned Gary Daniels, we mentioned Ultimate Warrior, but our actual star of the movie is Chad McQueen. Chad McQueen. They have Castle Chad McQueen. Yeah. yeah. Martial Law. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he <laughs> he's the one that produces the smart bullet gun, yeah. which is I don't know, got some sort of convoluted programming device mm-hmm. thumbprint thing i don't know what the fuck it's got it is. a switch and some buttons but the main thing about chad mcqueen that should be noted throughout this entire movie is he shoots fucking gangster style he, yeah. he side shoots everything and it's like why in I the mean,
2: future they determine that shooting sideways is the way to go
3: it's not it's not though no <laughs> <laughs> it's really terrible to hey shoot that they way. rolled
2: the dice in 1993 they yeah. were like everyone's gonna be doing this in the future huh
1: yeah,
0: I I think they just it it probably just hadn't caught on that that was the shitty gangster way of right. shooting. In they in made a whatever judgment version of Hollywood, yeah, they judged yeah. wrong. But he, <laughs> I mean, it kind of looks a little
1: bit cool, but we all know it's it yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, right. yeah. but yeah. he does that the entire movie. Um, <laughs> and yeah, smart bullet. He's like, yeah, smart bullets for the win. Yeah, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh book this one guy who's not dead and because yeah. like they they, yeah, shoot, well, like... they
3: shoot him, but then they have to chase him down well, they just, so I, I think get that I
1: think they shoot like three dudes and then like he gets like I, that guy just like I fuck it, I'm out because I don't know that he got shot I, it's, it's 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 confusing because they're all hiding mm. behind the flaming car and it's like you don't get it real good uh,
2: he was running away and that's when Gary Daniels ran up and started kickboxing his face right um, yeah and you know slammed him into a wall
1: I don't I don't think that guy was part of the
2: shooting I think that was just the only guy who
1: didn't get shot right so, yeah, they, they rough him up a bit and then take him back to get booked and, like, I don't know, they because they're wearing, like, these full-body, like, armor things with these big crazy helmets on, and they make a point, like, after they put this dude in jail, they take off their helmets, and they're kind of like, yeah, we got you, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Which is dumb, because they've now shown their face to this guy. And this guy's like, I'm going to remember your faces. Yeah. Twitch, um <laughs> which Gary Daniels, like carefully like kind of measures where how far he is away from the dude yeah. and just very quickly goes tap, and just bops <laughs> the guy right in the, on the nose through the bars in yeah. the jail cell yeah
2: well and there's a part where they're booking him too where the the guys the this guy's just flailing around and the guys at the desk are like i think this guy's still resisting arrest <laughs> and, Oh yeah. gary daniels just takes his head and slams it down into the police desk and knocks him loopy he's just
4: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah
1: but yeah. i mean they're basically just like bask they're like in the locker room, like taking off all their stupid armor and everything, and and call comes on. And it's like we got the swordsman. We're bringing him in. Yeah. And chief is like, the "Fuck are they doing, bringing him here? <laughs> yeah. Like, why didn't they take him like maximum security place or yeah. whatever?" It's like shit. Everybody gear up because <laughs> and it, it's right because they they bring this dude in in handcuffs and I don't understand why, but their procedure is stand at the booking desk and and take the handcuffs off, scan Twitch, their barcode. Yeah, switch as soon as they do that ultimate warriors which he's the swordsman Mm -hmm. um it's just like all right fuck this shit and because they only have like two cops on him and he just he wrecks them both he wrecks them both and like there are really good foley effects for the punches and stuff in this movie which make it sound like these dudes should be dead or at least have two broken limbs apiece.
2: well he headbutts one dude with such force that I swear, like, the sound effect they use is just someone hitting a watermelon with a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. It's just that somehow that guy's brain turned to goo. Yeah. But, like,
3: <laughs> he was instantly lobotomized.
2: Yes.
1: But, like, the uh, the, the desk clerk lady, the, the dispatcher lady, like, tosses him some sort of taser thing. They tase him, which puts, like, a green electric net around him. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, all right, I, I stop. Yeah. Um, but, like, the same dudes that he basically just murdered get up and take him away
2: put him in the cell next to helper guy
1: yeah and i don't know they just, they had all these cops on and these were the only two guys that decided to fight him or mm-hmm. whatever but yeah. anyway so they they throw him in the cell and and he, oh. he gets his like one line in the oh no he's about to get his one line yeah. In the movie. yeah um and then almost immediately like there was a jeep sitting outside with a like a battering ram snowplow mm-hmm. type thing on the front and it just starts driving into the station yep like it just clears a path right into the station and then this uh badass bus a train car gm future liner future yep. liner yeah. from the th- fucking 30s it's look it up it's badass
3: yeah it looks like a train car but made into a bus yeah it's awesome
0: yeah it's some some sort of cross between a, a train car
1: and like a motor coach like a yeah it's it's, it's, it's it's insane it's badass and they they roll up in that and a whole bunch of dudes pour out and just start shooting up the police station yep as and, of
3: course they slowly do the slow zoom in on warrior's face mm-hmm. or the swordsman. Sorry. Yes. On the swordsman's face in the jail cell. Right. As they cut back and forth between dudes getting shot like crazy mm-hmm. and guys firing back. And,
1: and like some dudes are just holding the cops at bay with guns. And then like three dudes go to rescue the swordsman. And he gets his one line in the movie, which is basically like, get me out of here. Uh-huh. Or, and mm-hmm. which means, because they have these uh, jail cells, which are like finger palm or palm, palm activated. You know the cops are in the da- database yeah. or whatever, and so the, cop, the jailer cop gets shot, and the dude walks over with a shotgun and is just like, "I'll take that hand, plam." Yep, and RoboCops that <laughs> dude's hand right off. Yep, and
2: and they use it on the scanner, and Ultimate Warrior goes free. Yeah, and the the guy, the first guy who got arrested is just sitting in the cell, like, "Hey, yeah.
1: what about me, what guys? About me?
2: I work for you." <laughs>
1: but they leave him behind, yeah. and they have this long protracted thing where, like the the actual uh, booking uh, sergeant or whatever gets shot. And then the um, dispatch lady is like behind the booking desk mm-hmm. while they're just slowly shooting closer and closer to her. While Gary Daniels and Chad McQueen and the, and the chief are all like, get out of there. Yep. Repeated. Get out of there. Yeah, and, over she's just, and over, She's just frozen. And yeah. until the shots eventually shoot her in the yeah, chest and she's dead. Chest. Yep. And then they're like, Oh, she's dead. I guess we should all pop out at once and shoot yep. the guys. And it's like, <laughs> You, Good timing, guys. Should, 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 lead, should lead with that maybe mm-hmm. next time, but she yeah, might still yeah. be alive
2: because she was sweet on Gary Daniels. Yeah, she mm. was.
1: Um, not anymore. Nope. And then they're basically just like the chiefs. Like, wait for backup, and they're like, not a chance in hell, and go running out. And one of them hops on his motorcycle, or Chad McQueen j- jumps on his motorcycle. No, it's
3: Gary Daniels is on the motorcycle. Is it? Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. I thought I thought Chad, Chad McQueen's McQueen.
3: in the transport.
1: Okay, but yeah, yeah driving backup. But yeah, they they drive and follow him and
2: Gary Daniels like surveys around the the train car bus he's just you know trying to look for a weak spot and he's like there aren't any yeah and Except he uses the tires, like which
3: and he uses missiles i guess yeah. that are built into the built into the uh the motorcycle yeah but he keeps missing mm-hmm. and like blowing up derelict cars on the side of the road
2: yeah he he blows up one homeless dude's home twice you know just missing i get maybe the bus has some weird buffer around yeah. it that doesn't allow
3: also cops uh <laughs> with a sniper in a helicopter, try to shoot at them. Mm-hmm. And they are promptly shot down by a dude with a laser sniper rifle. Yep. Like not a laser sight, an actual laser yeah. pew pew. Yep. Now yeah, we get helicopter chopper fireball mm-hmm. and,
2: and then they laser the checkpoint between mm-hmm. Los Angeles and the personal responsibility zone Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and drive right in. Mm-hmm. And our, our, they, uh, Gary Daniels is wrecked off his bike, and so Chad McQueen pulls up, and I guess they just immediately go in after them, because it's not long after we arrive at our main location, which is the, the death zone, or the, the death mm-hmm. ring, um, it's really hard to tell how much time passes in between stuff, because they don't, like, well, Chad McQueen says later that the exit for this place is only four blocks away, so,
0: yeah, I just mean throughout the rest of the entire movie, sure. they, Cut to a scene, and it could be the next day, yep. or it could be ten seconds later. Exactly. It's really
2: difficult to tell. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, yeah it's, sh- it,
1: it's basically it's it's Drexel's place. He's the main bad guy in this. Bafcast alum, actually. Drexel
2: is. <laughs> yeah. What was he in?
1: Uh, he well, he's at least in the uh, Scorpion King. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I, he's been in a shitload of movies. Yeah. yeah. He's been in 155 character. other movies. I bet he's yeah. been in something else. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like he's he's the guy that runs this place, and it's that's where you've got the the Death Ring fighting thing. Uh, there's drugs, bar, prostitution, anything you want. Yeah, I yeah, there's just rooms of different things, <laughs> <laughs> pleasure <laughs> rooms things. of. I don't know. There's a fucking uh-huh. tattoo room. There or, is. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yep. But they they kind of roll in and and full cop uniform with the helmets back on and everything, or just kind of walking around like, have, have you seen the swordsman mm-hmm. coming here? And everyone's just like, fuck off, cops. Yeah. yeah. And You're in the personal responsibilities <laughs> now, <laughs> and, and they walk up to the counter and like meet our uh, Lisa, our who ends up being like the main uh, female lead in this mm-hmm. movie. um And they're like, "Hey, uh, we need some information," and she's like, "I I take bets. I don't I don't give information." And basically, blows them off. And mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, and then some dudes are like, I "Bet you can't kill a cop. Bet you I can." And produce a gun and shoot. Uh, Chad McQueen in the back, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And that to which like Gary Daniels has like the fastest, like shit, my partner's been shot. And like, <laughs> like Travis Bickles, this gun out of fucking nowhere and yeah. shoots his dude, you know, double taps. That, yeah. The guy that shoots him to which the guy that bet him that he wouldn't shoot the cop immediately produces a gun. That guy gets double tapped too. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and everyone in the in the place is like, oh yeah, wow. they're, they're fucking they're as nonplussed as you could possibly be about mm-hmm. two dudes having been murdered. It's like, well, it's yeah, a freedom zone. You I'm can, sure they've seen true. this before. Yeah, yeah. murder. It's is like Las Iguely. it's like sorry about the mess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like whatever. But, but yeah, uh, they don't really get.
2: They kind of watch uh, the fights a little bit. Yeah, they
3: go into the back to because the fights are being kind of like broadcast. Mm-hmm. So they, I got a commentator guy is talking about which fights are going on.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And the so, guy with a metal Phantom of the Opera mask kind of comes out and is like, hey, yeah,
1: no, he's got a fucking Kano mask. That dude, yeah, he's Kane. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, he comes out. And he's like, uh, hey, guys, I mean, this is a freedom zone. We don't really care if you cops are here, but if you're going to be here, you got to surrender of your weapons. And they're like, Ah, we're leaving.
2: Yeah. No. So yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. nah, <laughs> we'll
2: come back later. And yeah, That guy's just
1: like, cool. I didn't want any trouble. So yeah. i am mm-hmm. just stand here and watch the fights for a little bit. Yeah. Fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Two dudes trying to murder each other. Yeah.
3: But mm-hmm. we we, we learn that the fights, there are lethal and non-lethal fights. Mm-hmm. And you have to work your way up to the non-lethal ones. But, or
1: work your way up to the lethal yeah. ones. But they're usually during the fight, matches. at
3: some point, the computer broadcasts, yeah, the quote-unquote computer yeah. chooses weapons for each side. And they magically appear, like, attached to a post. Well, I think
1: they're all there. It's just they light up red when you can take them oh uh, okay so they're like yeah. they're surrounding the ring and then it's just uh, okay. like oh you got the sword they're on some Ding. pad yeah that and the announcer
3: up. will say you know like ultimate warrior can now choose a sword mm-hmm. and every time yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time because his name's the swordsman <laughs> and other guy gets a stick yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah but yeah i mean and there's just there's the nerdy dude that's hacking through friendster over there that's really <laughs> doing this i mean it's not mm-hmm. actually you know, it's not random. There's no he's, randomness he's whatever. Because Drexel's just sitting there like, hmm, let's give him the kendo stick mm-hmm. so yeah. that he loses. Yeah. Except yeah. the guy with the kendo stick wins, whatever. Mm-hmm. But-, <laughs> but yeah. But but
3: that's where we first see Viper fighting, who's also a Banfcastalam.
1: Mm-hmm. Who uh was also- one of
3: the henchmen in Mankillers. Mm-hmm. Ah.
1: Yeah. He's also the fight choreographer for the, for the movie too. Oh okay. Art
2: Camacho. hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: But so, I think so he they
2: coordinated the stuff for rage also.
1: Yeah, because, yeah, they were having the cops were having a little personal bet. It's like, ah, this guy's going to win because look, he's just flat on his feet. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's losing now, but watch because
2: yeah, Gary Daniels comes into this place and immediately is just like, I could murder everyone in here. Yeah. I'm the baddest <laughs> motherfucker. And he's just so nonplussed by the fighting going. on. It's like, fuck
3: these guys. I could totally do yeah. this. Um, and but, they, they do look clumsy at first. Yeah. And then they get better. Like, noons like now he has nunchucks. And then they look kind of awesome. Yeah. Like, this is basically the guys are like, I know how to use nunchucks, and I'm going to show you how I use them. Mm -hmm. It's going to create a nunchuck shield around Mm -hmm.
2: me. (laughs) You can't hit me. I'm waving these things so fast. Oh, fuck. Uh, (laughs) But they eventually leave, and they go back to the captain. They're like, dude, we got to go undercover. Mm -hmm. We kept our masks on the whole time. They only saw our mouths, so (laughs) we could go in undercover and... You know find stuff out and at first it seems like they're going in to get the swordsman mm-hmm. they just couldn't find out where he was
3: yeah but somehow the fake AIDS cure connection comes in I, yeah I didn't guess. they they found the fake AIDS on the henchman yeah yeah because they have a the fake I'm sorry it. not F- fake, fake AIDS, but fake
0: vaccine
2: yeah right so and, and of course
3: Chavik Queen's like I got Nin in already and yeah. they're like who he's like uh, the chick that talked to me for two seconds and said I don't take bets
1: she might know something yeah <laughs> I think I I could work with this. She's got moxie. I like her.
2: But yeah. so they're kind of the captain's like yeah, all right, whatever. Just mm-hmm. just don't get killed. Nope. And so Chad McQueen goes home and just man, right on cue, 90s wife shows up who is just wettest like wettest
0: blanket. You were
2: working.
3: You are <laughs> you are earning a living instead mm-hmm. of spending time with us. It's a movie from the 90s. You piece If you of have a shit. job and you have a child, <laughs> You are a horrible person for having a job. Yep. All time should be spent with your child. Yeah. You fuck.
2: And he's like, I I, you, I was a cop when we got married. I don't understand where this is coming from.
1: Yeah. Nothing's changed. I'm still paying bills. He's like, <laughs> look, I'm trying to get a promotion so that it can be at a desk and be home at a normal hour, you know? And she's like, ah, fuck, just get away
2: from me. Just go away. Just go mm-hmm. do your thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go. They go to the club and are immediately just like welcome, brothers. To mm-hmm. you may fight now.
3: Yeah, I don't even know how they get signed up. But they, they're just in the locker signed room. Up just like here's your lockers. <laughs> yeah, and there's a uh, a guy with an eye patch mm-hmm. who's kind of like the I don't know if he's like the coordinator or what, but he's the yeah.
0: yeah. His credit is some. Oh, he's the booking officer. No oh. wait, no wait, no. no never mind. No, <laughs> I was drunk when I looked at that. <laughs> um, I figured like booking the fights. That's where my dumb. now. Uh, right. never uh, mind. No,
2: no. But uh, yeah, he's like showing them where their lockers no, he's are. He's chief handler, chief handler. <laughs> sure. I think his first name was Chief. Chief, <laughs> and his
3: second name was his last name was Handler. <laughs> I don't know, Chief Handler. <laughs> but yeah, but that's that's Chief Handler. Okay.
2: Yeah, he, you know, it's just like here's your lockers, you know. Yeah, You've he's kind of like fights. Yeah, he's
3: kind of like the HR department. Mm-hmm. He's like here's here's your orientation. Don't get killed until it's a lethal fight. Yeah, you know, basically the, the guys on the low rung on the non-lethal. You got to win a few fights before we'll move you up to the lethal. The lethal is where the real money is. Yep. And uh, like Chad
2: McQueen instantly bonds with Viper in a creepy way. He's just. Yeah. It's just like, like, hey, you're going to be my friend now.
0: You're the first (laughs) person I saw here. We're friends forever.
2: I'm going to touch you uncomfortably and hang out on you and we will be friends. Mm -hmm. How about that? And Viper's like, yeah, buddy, (laughs) that'll be great. You can spot me mm-hmm. when I work out,
1: and we established that Viper's just there for the money. Like he's got a family. He's to got support a family, and yep. this is what. He's this is why at.
2: Chad McQueen bonds with him. He's yeah. like, I got a family, and we're like, Oh man, both you fuckers <laughs> Wait, are dead. <laughs> yeah. You got a family too. We should
0: <laughs> hang out. <laughs> I did not know that you had a family.
2: <laughs> so it's like the first round of fights, and Gary Daniels goes out there, and he's just so like. I'm awesome, and whoever's going to come in here is shit, so <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll just... I guess I'll give him a shot for a few seconds, and then nah. <laughs> and, you know, Chad McQueen has his fight. And Chad McQueen...
3: He starts to get his ass whipped. He he does okay. It's sort well, of... They pick names. Mm-hmm. Let's get that right. out of the way. Oh, yeah. yeah, because yeah. Gary Daniels' character's actual name is Sledge. It's like Eric Sledge. Yeah. Yeah. How did
1: we not mention that until now? Like, it's, <laughs> he's, it's he hadn't really said that. it. Yeah. But yeah,
3: <laughs> his name was like Frank Sledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, Nick, Nick Sledge. Sledge. Nick.
1: He, he he cleverly. <laughs> like, that's
3: a goddamn good name. <laughs> it is yeah. Nick
1: Sledge. Yeah, but when they're picking names, of course he's like, call me the Hammer. Yeah. Huh, get because. Sledge yeah. anyone yeah okay. oh wait you don't know that yeah. and Chad Queen's like
3: I don't care call me pussy cat they're like that's not gonna go over well no dude
2: dude you're gonna be alley cat much
3: tougher wow, it's no? like Christ they should have just called him the Pillsbury Doughboy because <laughs> like Gary Daniels is fucking jacked in this movie he Ripped is like oiled and ready to he go he is all mu- like 0.1% body fat and then Chad McQueen looks like
2: 99.9%. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he looks like his activity is playing for the softball league and maybe doing some keg stands. He's just the doliest yeah. little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but they send Gary Daniels out and Gary Daniels just destroys the guy that he fights against. Yep, plenty of spin kicks, mm-hmm. but Chad McQueen goes out and like and also he, Gary he Daniels Gary Daniels refuses to put on the uh the blue shirt that right. they gave him. But Chad McQueen's like not give me the blue shirt I should man co- <laughs> I should cover this up I should <laughs> the people don't want to see this I should cover up my complete yeah. lack of muscle tone but, but in the
2: in the Chad McQueen fight uh, the weapons come out and Chad McQueen gets a stick mm-hmm. and he uses it well to which Drexel is like very suspicious of this He's like,
1: you know how to use a stick. Where did you have stick trading? And yeah. he's just like, <laughs> I just well, that came out right. yeah. So well, Chad McQueen <laughs> sucks like until the weapons come out. Like, he hand to hand, he gets his ass oh, kicked he's throughout terrible. the entire yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah he he's, telegraphs all
0: his punches. Yeah. He's really he's just... only good with the stick and
1: shield. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: That's all he's good
1: with. Well, it's the first movie. time he had just the stick. But the reason it came out that Drexel asked him, are you good with a stick? Is because like he comes out of his fight and starts hitting on Lisa again. You know? Yep. And she's just like, look, not interested. I tried to date a fighter once, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, just no, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. And Drexel comes out and is like, what are you doing talking to her? Like, I see you're good with a stick. Why don't you leave your stick in the ring and not try to practice it out here? Nowhere else will
2: you produce your stick. (laughs) Now get out. (laughs) Yeah,
3: I do like that. Jasmine Queen's like, that's pretty clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I gotta, give it, right. I gotta give it to you. Like, you know, <laughs> stick oh, with my penis. But also, yeah. the entire time that conversation is happening, fucking warrior is standing right next to them. Yeah, wearing a goddamn Skeletor cape. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. yep. Complete with like, like exaggerated shoulder things. Yeah. It's just
2: yeah, it. It's maniacal. immediately it. It makes you start to question. Wait, why the fuck are they there? Because at first it seemed like we got to get the swordsman, mm-hmm. but like the first night they're there, the swordsman just walks right by him. And is like, what's up?
3: No, he laughs at him. Yeah, you know, because keep in mind, he's done with lines for the movie. Like, like yes, no more. He has no more lines. His yeah. lines are ah. Or, <laughs> yes. ha, 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 ha. Yeah,
2: but so then you're just like, oh, so they've got to find the fake vex. Vac- they're just what. It- why are they fighting so much? What? I thought
0: they said. I, I thought there was something about the about the fake AIDS vaccine that they were mm-hmm. like. That's what we're going to go for. We think it's yeah. going through uh, the swordsman. right? So, but we, it's basically we, gotta, it's, we saw where the swordsman went. We got to go there. It's
2: all Chad McQueen who v- vouched for what they could do by saying, "I can get that girl Lisa to give us information." Mm-hmm. But
0: that wasn't until they that wasn't until they came back all beaten yeah. up and stuff. Okay, because he just said, "We think the swordsman's in this club." Or the swordsman's mm. in the freedom zone, and we have to go. <laughs> yeah, the swordsman's in the freedom zone Man, is like
2: somewhere that's a war code word that just right. set off some battle.
1: <laughs> but I, it's not entirely clear. Like maybe by running the fake uh, vaccine, they're also taking in the real vaccine and keeping it. Maybe like, I don't know. You know,
2: they're watering it down. Apparently or something.
0: it's I, worth a, the vaccine is worth a lot of money. Yeah. So it's if just, they're
2: the vaccine is just this green liquid. I don't understand why they would have to manufacture some sort of fake vaccine if they just mm. put green food coloring in water yeah. and said, "Here's the vaccine." Oh,
0: they said it's <laughs> it's all, it's nearly identical to the to yeah, the real you're just vaccine, just missing the key ingredient. Well, that's
2: stupid. Yeah, the key <laughs> enzyme,
0: and it's really missing. it's apparently really difficult to tell. So well, that's why they manufacture it is okay. so they can make a good fake so that they can fool people and make money. I, I assume, Whatever. but yeah. they skip over a lot of stuff in this movie. Right. They will like they'll just. Like, from one scene to the next, they will make up shit that didn't happen on screen. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll be like, oh, yeah, Lisa told me all about the swordsman and his vaccine shit. <laughs> it
3: honestly feels like when they were filming, they were just like, why are we here? Yeah. Like, like what? why are we doing this? If he was, if swordsman was over there and like, um, AIDS vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just talk about that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because, I mean, this movie is just an excuse to show every single fight. Yeah. Whenever one starts, it's start to finish. Yeah, because
3: this movie is dedicated to not going more than two minutes without somebody getting kicked or shot. Right. (laughs) Which you you
2: have to admire. (laughs) That's a good strategy. But Mm -hmm. the one stretch of two minutes where there isn't kicking or shooting is when Chad McQueen goes home.
3: (laughs) Yeah. After his first fight, (laughs) after his
2: first fight, he's got a bruise on his face Mm -hmm. and he's playing Super Nintendo with his kid on their weird...
1: Art. swirly couch it's cool <laughs> <laughs> their weird art deco couch and, and it should be pointed out that their kid is young steve jobs yes the dude is wearing a pair of blue jeans and a black turtle yeah and yep. dead-eyed just like i'm playing super nintendo i am a kid actor and
2: Don't. wife comes in and is just like what do you think you're doing <laughs> look at you you're playing with our son look at you
3: this was the woman who berated him (laughs) for not spending time with his son and then gets so pissed off at him because he's spending time with his son
2: I mean he's got one bruise on his face he could get that being
3: a cop I love that she says you come in smelling like death yeah like death fights and
2: he's just like whoa hold on and then she's like come on little Steve Jobs we're leaving and it's just like man Fuck you! They could not even come up with a human character for his wife. It's oh, just no. instant ninety stereotype for anything. It's just like whatever you're doing is wrong.
1: To the, I mean, to the point, <laughs> it's like why even write him having a wife? Yeah, like if you want him to end up with Lisa, like they, there's no problem. There's with no at all. point in having the wife no. at all. No,
0: like they. Well, nothing. they have to have somebody later. No, it really
3: doesn't. don't. It doesn't
2: change much. <laughs> no. no,
3: yeah, I
1: whatever. But, yeah,
3: <sighs> so they. They have a lot more fights.
1: Yes, they do. There are mm-hmm. a lot of fights.
3: Gary Daniels beats the hell out of some people.
1: Mm-hmm. Chad
3: McQueen inexplicably beats the hell out of
1: some people. Mm-hmm. Like one more guy, I think. Yeah, is. I think we only see him fight like three times, maybe. Yeah, well, because I mean, he fights that dude from the Apple, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. he beats yeah. him. Yes. <laughs> okay. He but fights Mr. Bim.
3: There's, a, there's a Viper, uh, at
2: one point, is working out and is just starting to spill the beans to Chad McQueen, mm-hmm. which... Is my favorite show. Well, yeah, because. He, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> Spill the Beans with Chad McLean.
3: I'm your host, Chuckles. But, but yeah, he's just he, like, he's like, you guys aren't here for the money. You're here for something else. He's like, yeah, well, you know. And Viper's basically like, okay,
2: look, this is what I know. This is everything I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got interrupted. Mm-hmm. Oh, my fight starting. Yeah, cool. immediately because it's just like
1: up. Yeah, it's like you got a championship fight. The other guy's not in the fight. Go and yes yeah, so we had somebody drop out you've just been promoted to a championship fight and McQueen, which is a lethal fight mm-hmm.
2: he doesn't even say anything like hey finish your sentence it's just okay bro good mm-hmm. luck. i'll talk to you after you murder the guy in the ring well he's
0: no. he, he tries to talk him out of it he's like no you don't have to do that and he's like dude this is what i'm here for yeah. Yeah. i'm i'm here to die for money
1: yeah uh, sure. inexplicably he, he tries to talk about him out of it for about 10 seconds and then I realize he's so bro in love with this guy he's like yep. oh he's gonna win yeah i'll just talk to him afterwards right, chief handler's yeah. like Come on. Yeah. Time to die.
2: And so they they have their fight, but this time Computer Nerd is ordered by Drexel to not release Viper's weapon. Mm -hmm. So Viper goes to get his thing off the wall. Other guy has a hatchet and just chucks his hatchet right into Viper's back.
1: Well, little sickle things. Yeah. 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 And so.
3: Uh, And and the announcer's like. Oh, that's a <laughs> sad end to yeah. a promising career for Viper. Oh well. <laughs> Those of you
2: bet against that him. was a sickle
3: bird. <laughs>
4: the,
0: the the announcer, like he's super enthusiastic, but he like he gives things the wrong name a lot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they just gave him a a script and had him in the booth and was like, "We're like, all right, here you go. Here's your
2: oh yeah, that guy was uh, amount set. of cocaine.
0: Yeah. Have fun. Mm-hmm.
2: That guy is well, he was. Freddie Boom Boom Washington on Welcome Back, Cotter. But um, the announcer. Yeah. But he is a PM Entertainment alum. Okay, So he has starred and directed in many of PM Entertainment's fine motion pictures. (laughs) So this was just like, hey, you're in the building. Come record these few lines of dialogue for us. So.
3: Yeah. But so Viper's dead. Mm -hmm. They're like, man, this shit just got real. Yeah. (laughs) And is that when the when they go back and the captain's like, I'm taking you off the case? I think so. And they're like, no, yes. you're not. Yeah,
1: and that's when he's like, I no, Lisa, she's about to talk. Like, mm-hmm. I, I right, I even though she is absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. because well, uh, they, no they had their little uh, like talk on the breezeway? Where, Smoke break. Yeah. yeah. She was like, there's this breezeway between between the two buildings. and She's just standing there, and, and Chad Queen kind of walks out. Like, hey, sup? And she's like, Yeah, I like to come out here and be alone. And he's like, Cool. And then like leans down. that <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, like, seems like a nice place to Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'll just be here alone with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah, and she says, I. Right, her husband, her boyfriend, was killed in the ring. That's why she doesn't talk to any guys.
1: Mm-hmm. Died the same way. Mm-hmm. His uh, weapon plus, didn't release. Yeah. Plus, doesn't she have? Is this when She has the bruise on her face. Yeah, yeah. that's what started yeah. it. Because like he's like Drexel. Did he do this? And he's mm-hmm. like, man, why don't you just get out of here? You can get out of the zone. She's like, where would I go? What would I do? Mm-hmm.
2: He's like. The exit is literally four blocks away. Yeah. You could go do anything, and she just like, acts like
1: I can't do anything in the real yeah. world.
3: There's no
2: jobs would, like this. I would have to take personal
3: responsibility outside the personal responsibilities. I zone. don't want to be
2: a waitress. I want to take bets. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned this whole repertoire of saying I don't. I'm not a waitress, so she has no real definable skills mm-hmm. in yeah. the real world.
1: You could be yeah. a hostess, but but there he does. Know, a, he does at
3: least tell her, "Listen, I'm married and I have a kid. Yeah, so I'm not here to hit on you." Yet. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm basically hitting on you.
2: I think he more says that he has a kid.
3: He no, he says he, he mentions his wife. I well, yeah, like, like, but... I he, have a wife, because, but, you know... He, he he because, mentions, yeah, the... I was kind of... At this point, I was like, all right, they've made it clear the dude's married. Yeah. Yet, like, why didn't they just have Gary Daniels be the one siling up to this Because Gary
0: Daniels is Australian. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or whatever. Accurate. No. <laughs> or New Zealand. One of the he Sure. <laughs> He's a fucking gay way. <laughs> yeah. And also, I guess in the context of the movie is all he would give a shit about is having sex with her. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because it's been very clearly established that he was very disappointed that the AIDS virus was back. Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe that would, be, would have been the lady he settled down with.
0: You we'll, never know. We'll never
3: know. We'll never know because
0: no. nobody bothered to write anything in no. this movie.
3: No. But, yeah, but so they've had this conversation. He and he's no. like, I'm on, I'm on the verge. She's gonna spill the beans, right? But and he's like, Oh, it's it's
0: personal now. That's why I have to do it. Mm-hmm. The chief's like, You dumb motherfucker. That's why you shouldn't get this. Don't do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the second time, the chief just gives in immediately. He's mm-hmm. like, Ah, like, uh, you get results.
3: All right. <laughs> Well, this is the point where he also gives them the quote that we use for the opening of the show. Oh, yes. <laughs> which I have already. Where forgotten. he sees the both of them and he's just like, you two look like fried shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. Get <laughs> some sleep. Get you some two sleep. look like <laughs> fried piece of shit.
2: Yeah. Um, and it's at this point that the the other dude in jail finally gets out.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like he had been of his henchmen or they're transferring him to, somewhere. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. That, yes. they, they shoot up the police van and get yeah. out. Yeah,
3: they get him out and, and, he, he, goes, and he immediately he goes, goes to the front, yeah. types in the computer, and finds Chad McQueen's address.
1: Mm-hmm. He's like, I know this guy. Because
0: mm-hmm. that's the thing that they just have on every computer accessible. Right there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah knock list. <laughs>
2: yeah. Right. So, yeah, that guy goes to Chad McQueen's house. Mm hmm.
0: With a, with a box of flowers. Yes. Yes. Dressed like a delivery man.
2: Right. Mm
1: hmm. And then. Yeah, Terminator 2's her. Well, conveniently, <laughs> no. she sent the kid away to grandma's house or whatever, mm-hmm. and is just talking on, you know, an 80s StarTech phone or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just like, what was that? Oh, I guess it's nothing. I probably shouldn't be worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or investigate. Like, or yeah, hang up the phone. My cop husband hasn't been home at all. He might be undercover. Eh, it's and fine. I hate him. And I'm like, he's just, bad guys just literally standing there, and he's like, I've got a message from your husband.
3: For, yeah. From your, I, I love that. I've got a message for your husband. Okay, you're dead, so yeah. you can't...
1: you can't deliver yeah. it.
3: Well, I think that is this the line, message. I, I <laughs> know, the This line of I, dialogue is for yeah, the audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's the famous, no one else will hear this. hmm
1: Well, the person this on my, the other line
3: did. The grandma
1: probably called. Oh, this yeah. is for he, my he assassin sizzle.
3: He said he sizzle. had a
2: message.
1: What was the message? Yeah. Is my daughter okay?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's for the assassin sizzle reel.
1: Oh. <laughs> right.
2: But the guy who got out also, he goes back to the death ring and, you know, mm-hmm. goes to see Drexel and yeah. he's just like, hey, that other guy's a cop too.
3: Mm-hmm. he, he that, recognizes Gary Daniels yeah. immediately. Mm-hmm. It's like well that on, the, guy. on the computer. And so like, oh well, we we can take care <laughs> we'll of take that. We'll take care of this. Like I love that it's like Side well, we're side we're
1: side of this because they're 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 about to kill Gary Daniels in, in the ring because they know yeah. now. But yeah, they Chad, move Chad, quick. Mc, Chad McQueen's like having a conversation. Well he he identifies him first because he's about to go in a ring and he's like, next fighter, wait, I know that. That's one of the guys the cops that arrested me. Mm-hmm. And Chad McQueen's over chatting up Lisa again, you know, kind of like about to get some information. She's yeah. like warehouse right on the edge of the zone, da And I think he overhears simultaneous while talking to her that Gary Daniels is about to be in a fight, so he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I gotta go watch my friend. Well and-
2: it's it's a nor- it's supposed to be a normal non lethal
1: right. fight, but yeah, then he's, he's, I think he's about to fight the Apple dude yeah, as well.
2: But then uh, Drexel's like swordsman go take care of this and so they bump it up to a lethal fight and swordsman comes out and makes the guy from the apple go away what
1: well, announcer guys like what's
2: this uh, yeah the swordsman
1: <laughs> and it's a championship match what <laughs> that's
0: like with the GM on on <laughs> raw wrestling comes out yeah. like wait a minute we're making this a championship match right you're not fighting my god this is the swordsman's music right <laughs> yep
1: yeah. yeah so anyway yeah and it's they start fighting
3: and yeah, I also love how the swordsman just taps the the apple guy on the shoulder. and He's like, "Yeah,
1: get out, got yeah, tag out." Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're
3: done here, guy. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't have to die tonight. Yep. But
2: and they fight for a bit, hand to hand.
3: And then, yeah. you know, of course, the
1: swordsman weapon. gets a sword. Yeah. Oh, wow. surprise, surprise, surprise! It's so random. This computer. Mm-hmm.
3: And, and Gary Daniels gets a stick. Yes, that he never gets to pick up. Well, and suddenly, no, he. No they 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 basically zap they they basically turn up the the juice yeah, they, they, on the uh on the fencing around Yeah, the it's a it's an electrified fence. Yeah. And
2: Ultimate Warrior just kind of shoves him gently into it which totally you know buzzes him mm-hmm. to where he's just like uh and on his knees. Yeah. And Swordsman just goes over with his sword and chops his head off. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep at which the announcer is like,
3: "Oh, death or win by decapitation." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As warrior's staying there with the sword in one hand and yeah. the freaking severed head in the other.
0: Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, they've locked um they've locked Chad in the um
1: the ready room, the
2: green room. In the ready room, room in the locker yeah. room right. where they only use one locker. Um and he's only get, he, all he all you ever see him do is look out through like this projection booth window. Well,
1: <laughs> right. The best part is like when he goes to try the door and he's like pushing it, kicking it, and it's clearly got a pull handle yep, on it. Yep, yep. yep. I mean, it's like he went to the midvale school for the gift. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get that. It's probably locked, but at least yeah, pull give it a the, pull. go the right way. Right. You can actually lock the door. It's fine. But so, It's OK. He gets out because he hooks <laughs> a whole like barbell. Mm
0: -hmm. like a Mm -hmm. bench press bar with weights and everything, through the window, and then leaps out of it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then himself through the window. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then... Just start produces, He dudes. produces a gun. I don't, yeah. guess it was his. He took a gun off of somebody. Is that yeah. what it was. Okay. Yeah, okay. Maybe. But like did.
1: he's basically just like I got to get the fuck out of here right now. Not like I got to get the ring because there's obviously nothing I can do there. Yep. It's just I need to get the fuck out now. He could and have shot Jim Hellwig in the face. Could have. He could have. I suppose. But but that's
2: not why they're there.
1: No. <laughs> but he he's just like trying to get out and has to shoot a couple dudes that come at him yep. like guards or whatever. Yeah. Like two and, dudes. And then Eye Patch guy shows up and is just like. Hey, go on get out of here yeah he knocks out kid. one
3: guy that's about to shoot
1: yeah mm-hmm. chad yeah. and I, I don't know why this guy has any affection for him whatsoever he's suddenly taken a turn like yeah. with no indication he's just like these aren't I, the rules i got to sign up for this i got <laughs> the impression he was a former fighter but it's like the if you if you do the math these hell zones have only been around for eight years mm-hmm. yeah it, it probably yeah. took him at least a year to like get to the point where it's like you know what we should have is, Fucking, like, lethal UFC. Let's yeah. fucking do that.
3: that. <laughs> UFC to the death, yeah. son. But, yeah.
1: I don't know. They, they paint it like he's got some respect because he's an ex-fighter, but it's like it doesn't make sense with the timeline. It or
2: doesn't, and nothing comes from it either. Right, no. It, it's just you may yeah. leave, and he does. But the best part about this is Chad McQueen running out <laughs> through the bar to get out the exit door, and as he enters the bar, he fires off a warning shot, which is basically like, everyone get the fuck out. And no one moves. Not nope. a, not a muscle. Just everyone is just not even paying attention. They barely <laughs> turn around. They're just like, did
1: somebody right. get shot? Oh, you shot the ceiling? Fuck huh. it. Fuck it. Yeah. It's the zone of personal responsibility. <laughs> yeah, they're I like, so. they're like, hey, that's not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. But yes. they do not tread on him.
3: Mm-hmm. No, and but he goes home. He goes home. Where the cops are, and the cops are like you might want to talk to the chief first. <laughs> well, actually, he's
1: like, dude, <laughs> he's like, yeah, dude, this talk guy to had chief. Like, no negotiating skills, whatever. Like, you yeah, know, start to bring him down because, like, this guy's twenty feet away from his wife sitting in the middle of the lobby, yeah, with you know, sheet on her because she's dead. So when she looks, and it's just like. I am both sad. In no hurry. I am both sad and, no I, I both sad and relieved. Yeah. <laughs> like, the look he gives. It's kind
3: of like...
1: like <laughs> finally, like, like, yeah.
0: I'm going to get some again. Like six
1: years. Also, I can do my job without catching <laughs> shit for it. Yep. I mean, ah, it sucks because, I mean, death is not what I wanted, but <laughs> yeah, I no mean, alimony. Ah, he's I, like, I did marry her, yeah. so I
3: there's there were good things, yeah. but... <laughs> But yeah, at least he's got over. The he's voice over of a nine real, year old. He's and, over you know, real quick. Like as soon yeah. as
1: he drops the seat, he's like, "All right, done, done with that. Back yeah, to work." It, yeah. The thing and the, that and I they, actually love. Oh, well, is well, that is, the that, chief, is the that, that sheet like, wet with your own blood? Yeah. <laughs> How appropriate. <laughs> yeah,
3: but the chief's like, you know, I can't let you go back there. He's like, I'm like hell, you're not letting me back there. They took my wife. They took my partner. I think I don't want to get them? And he's like, I just, I just don't want to see you get killed
1: don't come then <laughs> <laughs> he's like don't watch you can then. have my badge but i'm gonna go take care of this yeah. mm-hmm. i don't watch your badge kid yeah, yeah. Ugh, I, I just want to see you alive i really was hoping the chief was be like i just want to see you alive, which is why i'm i've got a big bag of guns and mm-hmm. let's go Let's right coming with you <laughs> nope
3: that's a perfect time for a suiting up montage
2: yeah. god damn it nope yeah
3: no. and bring the old chief dude that'd be awesome listen that's 2 minutes where somebody's not getting kicked or <laughs> shot. That's true. You could
2: you
0: could do that in 2 minutes. You could have him kick somebody on the okay. way to
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. to
0: the montage. But Kicking somebody on the way really, to Really, I mean at
1: at this point um Drexel is like I know shit's down like they're coming for us, so clean out the place cuz everyone's gone mm-hmm. and let's all get to the lab which he knows where that is and um does he get a call from him? Like, oh, no, he's that's where he gets, he gets all the way to the place. It's and he just walks into the middle. Of it's the fucking stupid. For no reason. The whole place is abandoned. Yep. And he goes straight into the middle of the death ring, mm-hmm. which which only has one in- entrance, one entrance, and they can electrify the walls. Yep. So if they, someone snaps yeah. the door behind you, you're kind of trapped. Yep. Fuck, but whatever. He However, walks he walks in the middle just to get a video <laughs> message from Drexel is like, sorry for the recording, but I, I had to get out of there and I've got a special someone with me. Look, it's Lisa. Yeah, because they had watched video of her giving right. Chad McQueen a kiss on the cheek. That's right, and, yeah. Yeah. They're like, and Well, they, you're yeah. sweet on her. <laughs> well, that's so we probably like she was whispering in his ear. Sure. It's like yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's basically just like, hey, let's go to the go to the warehouse <laughs> well, where Well, Guy who killed his wife shows up oh, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: to shoot him in the back,
2: mm-hmm.
3: to which he pops up and shoots that dude three times in the
1: chest and goes, mm-hmm. new new equipment, asshole.
2: Yeah, he pulls off his bulletproof armor and throws it
1: down on the guy. Well, because the dude but shot that, him with a laser rifle. Yeah. That's what it was. And yeah. he didn't fucking upgrade to the laser rifle. No, yeah, he no, did not. Because he he's dumb. He's, he's not a good hero. He's a bad
3: hero. The batteries were dead. <laughs> the hero of this movie sure died. I'm sure he checked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guy who should have been the hero. Yes. Yes is dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah.
2: he just he, they go to the they find the lab. And
1: mm-hmm. he like sort of breaks up the lab and shoots a few dudes down there. Mm-hmm. Like he throat punches some lady who was just walking out the door. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: I better get out of here, buddy. <laughs> he also has like a little crossbow thing that he catches some dude right in the trachea. He
1: does. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, he bolts that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That man. Mm-hmm. Bolt. <laughs>
2: that that man. man Colin. That man bolt. bolted. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, and um, this just leads to going up on the roof, mm-hmm. where Drexel has Lisa, and he's just like, ah, you won't... He's like,
1: you're pretty good in the ring. How about one last match? Yeah, and just like, look over there. And the hey, stakes are Lisa. It's the swordsman, shocker. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he was there before. He sh- he was just invisible. Mm-hmm.
2: And he proceeds to beat <laughs> Chad McQueen's
1: ass. Yes.
2: Uh, Deservingly so Almost does his actual ultimate warrior finishing move Which is full body press Lift the guy up uh, And then you're just supposed to drop him But they cut away before he does that And you just see a Chad McQueen (laughs) Person (laughs) of some type Landing on the ground A chump
0: double if you will
2: (laughs) And so Swordsman has then produced his sword Man (laughs) And is going to just run full speed At Chad McQueen like an idiot And Chad McQueen has Positioned himself in front of the exposed Electrical panel that is on the wall Of every action movie wherever Mm. And ultimate warrior just Stabs that instead and Some cartoon bolts And and lightning effects surround him And and now that man is bolted (laughs) (laughs) And then he dies He doesn't explode or anything which would have been cool He's just
3: He just gives one last yell
2: Yeah,
3: Yep and then Our head bad guy is like Well you still lose Yeah
2: I'm still here with the girl.
3: Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. Chad McQueen is able to throw the swordsman's sword, which is somehow not electrified anymore. No, it's fine. Well, it yeah. fell out. It fell out of the pen. Yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, he just
1: whips it right at that guy.
3: Yeah, right through that guy's The guy's just like, wait, I didn't plan for this. <laughs>
1: yeah. He also didn't plan to fall through the skylight, which he does. Mm-hmm. He does, yes. Lands on yeah. the big table full of... He basically gets of... kicked off yeah. the sword by Chad McQueen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it lands on the big table full of mm-hmm. fake AIDS medicine. And yep. They're like... All right, let's both get out of the zone now. Kiss and freeze frame. They freeze don't frame. even
0: really kiss. No, they just, they just nuzzle, they they Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then
2: that's it was it. too soon. Fucking loser. Was it? It was too soon. I don't think it was. It was probably too soon for Lisa. He was ready months ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, she he- still didn't want to date a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> she actually friend. <laughs> <laughs> she friend zoned him in the freedom zone. Right. Mm.
1: <laughs> you are tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's yeah, the movie. That's
2: firepower.
3: Yeah, huh.
1: the power of fire. <laughs> now we rate it.
0: Yep. Howard M. Fights, by the way, like overall fight quality on this movie.
3: The fights are better than the gun stuff. Like it's interesting how they know, they understand how to shoot a fight sequence as far as like hand to hand. Yeah. But when they're shooting, when they're trying to shoot guys shooting at each other, the editing is haphazard. Bad. Mm-hmm.
2: There's a lot of dudes like looking like they're throwing the bullets out of the guns. Mm-hmm. That no one is handling guns properly. Mm-hmm. No, but that's not what this movie is. This movie no. is a fighting movie. Yeah. Um.
3: Yeah. It's just interesting that they they handle the fights fairly well, but everything else, like even the car chase stuff, is like, wait, how that? Wait, what? Yeah. I don't get it.
0: Yeah. Well, the car chase stuff is some of the worst. That like. Yeah.
3: It's just like missing a scene in each of them. Yeah. It's,
0: like, it's not that it's like. Sorry. Go ahead. No. No. no go ahead. I was. I was move on to something else, but. Oh, it, it's not that it's like shot badly or like just it ha- it's just the just, cars going back and forth like mm-hmm. weaving
1: back and forth like mm-hmm. lunatics is really, really dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just but it looks poorly. poorly. Yeah. The other yeah. like visual thing that this movie does that's very annoying and it's never explained, and it starts in the diner and doesn't yeah. luckily it doesn't happen throughout the entire movie, but there are points where there's just like a flashbulb going off. A blue one. I
2: think something happened to the print at the lab because
1: they they go when this it looks
2: like police lights every Uh so often, but it's happening in places where there shouldn't be. But they add a sound effect to it each time. And I think they're trying to make it look like it was a stylistic choice. I think the film got fucked up.
1: It makes it look like a shitty porn where they're yeah. shooting the photos at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I think they did. Some. I think at some point this got fucked up. Yeah, and they were just like, "We got to come up with a way and to it, save
1: it." It doesn't happen throughout the whole movie, but it's it's annoying as fuck.
2: It's only it two or three scenes. It's only
0: but- yeah. I think it's only two scenes, uh, but I, man, I thought they were going to do something with that. I thought it was going to be like a a detectivey thing, like his detective vision was going off.
4: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, you know,
0: shit was going, was about to go down in the diner. Well, mm -hmm. young Steve Jobs has like half detective vision now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Right.
1: He's got (laughs) orphan.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and rate it. All right. I'm going to give it one jocks. I like the idea of this movie. I think that there is a premise here that is good. I think that the end of that car chase is pretty damn awesome even though it makes fucking no sense whatsoever Mm -hmm. anytime you can fire a car out of a catapult and send it across a, a road is okay by me i just think there's a lot of fights in this and they are decently choreographed but it just this movie never seems to have a like fist pumping moment a thing where you're just like oh my god yes that just happened it's just the fights are competent and the plot is almost there and all the pieces vaguely come together at the end but there's just there's no through line there's nothing that makes any sense Mm -hmm. here it's fine it's better than you know stuff we've seen like man killers and stuff like that where literally almost nothing happens but i just i don't know by like the 18th fight i was just like we're not going to see anything new here Mm. are we and we don't so I don't know, I, 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 I'm I not saying it needed less f- less fights, it just needed, you know, Rage had a bunch of moments in it where you're just like, oh my god, yeah, this doesn't have that, it has a clue, but I just, for whatever reason, this, this studio probably has like A, B, and C tier teams, and this just wasn't one of the top ones, mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah, I think people should watch it, but it's not high on a list, so, one jocks.
1: Um, well, I, I think it's a little higher on the list than that. Um, I, guess I'll, I guess I'll get my my peeves about the movie out of the way. Um, yeah, the, the main driving force that gets them there is very confusing and not really fleshed out. Um, but when it's simply like, hey, we're undercover and it's, you know, Kumite bullshit fighting ring thing, I'm kind of great with that. And the, the card explosion thing at the beginning while whilst it makes no sense was awesome Mm -hmm. um and i kind of i kind of just enjoyed this movie i think more i'm I'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it three jocks actually it's I, i i actually think it's fairly entertaining my biggest thing is chad mcqueen is not so much an action star especially in this shape and i just think about like in my head i was just i was like man gary daniels is awesome who would be cooler as his partner like, I mean, first off, I mean, just make Gary Daniels the main guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, like if you had a better competent fighter, like I know he was like getting to a peak instead of like where he got later. But I was like, man, if you get like Mark to or something in yep. this. Yes. Like, I mean, this, yep. this, this time period, he was like, you know, that was I'm only a strong double dragon. Like this is I'm big money right now. But, you know, I, I will counterpoint that
0: with. If you make Gary Daniels the star, then your other dude shouldn't be as good a fighter. Sure, he should be a bit of a schlub. But it, because I mean, that gives that gives them like that allows them to put uh, the swordsman in a fight with him and make it really unfair. Instead mm-hmm. of like the best fighter is put up against the swordsman, he should probably have a really have a fighting chance. Right, um, it shouldn't be by accident that he that the
1: main star wins yeah. the
0: fight against.
1: I mean, you could easily just flip flop the two. I mean, spots. I just, I mean, Chad McQueen is just like, so unconvincing at it all that like, it doesn't even make sense. that He made it as far as he did. You know, I know he's fighting mm-hmm. non-lethal fights, but I mean, if I feel like it should have been like fight one is like, well, maybe you got lucky with a stick, but fight two would be like, oh, come on. Like, yeah. Yeah. He shouldn't have won all those fights, right. but, but I mean, still overall, it's like, other than propping up the wrong, star of the movie i still enjoyed it pretty significantly mm-hmm. yeah
3: yeah i agree with you i agree it's three jocks i also agree on chad mcqueen i mean i i think about martial law where the whole time i spent going man i wish this was about cynthia rothrock and this movie as well you're like man i wish this was about gary daniels yeah because he's just having so much more fun yeah in it's the like, entire thing. guys
1: he's not his dad he's not that interesting yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> yep but there's, you know, there's just so much stuff in the periphery of this movie that's great. Like the announcer, you know, when like when the professor, dude, we didn't even talk about that fight. But when the swordsman kills the professor, they're like, he's not going to be teaching anything anymore. You know, there's just a lot of just people having fun with stuff. Even though I can't stand the editing of any of the gun or car scenes. <clears throat> though the, uh, the fireball corkscrew thing was pretty sweet. And there's just, there, there's a lot of fun stuff here, I mm-hmm. think. Oh, and good chief. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the chief is pretty damn good yeah. too. We've, it's been a while since we had good. And anger he's having, chief. A, and he almost has an early freakout when he finds out they're bringing Ultimate Warrior there. He's like, "What?" So yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I think it's a three. It's, it's, it's a low three though. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's, yeah, I
1: was between two and three.
3: Yeah, it's it's decent, but there's you know there's obviously a lot better stuff out there, and you know if you want your Gary Daniels fix, Rage is oh yeah, way yeah. better than yeah. this. Absolutely. I think I'm going to go
0: two on this. Um, I'm going to split uh, the difference um, a little bit. Um, that corkscrew fireball is almost worth one jocks by itself, and then the rest of the movie is worth probably one point one jocks. Um, the pacing is a real mess. The whole like the idea of them finding like just sort of jumping to conclusions all over the place without anything attaching and like I can follow a story sure but when when they show the entirety of someone's interaction with someone else and then in the next scene they say well she told me this and it didn't happen <laughs> that's it's kind of annoying um but the fights are good uh Gary Daniels needs needs more I, I really think if they flipped Gary Daniels and Chad McQueen in this that makes this a three or four jocks movie easily. Um, and honestly, they got to use somebody besides Jim Helwig because we didn't really talk about him. And I'm not the biggest fan of him as a person or a wrestler. Um, but man, is he shitty? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the fights that don't have him in in them are pretty good. The yeah. fights that have him in them are bad. And that drags the overall mm-hmm. like fight rating of this movie way down. Like,
3: yeah, when they make him fight a guy who knows how to sword fight, and he's trying to pretend to sword fight, it's like oh, it's terrible. It's that same same like four
0: moves stage fighting mm-hmm. thing that you can that anybody can learn in like ten minutes. Yeah,
2: um, like when he's just wrecking dudes. Like when he's wrecking those deputies at the beginning, that's good because that's, it's, it's okay. Just, it's just rubes against a guy who's big and jacked. Sure, but against anyone else who has a clue he just comes off like he knows two moves, which is the ultimate warriors. (laughs) That's (laughs)
0: true. But even fighting against the rubes, he does that. Like he just goes, stands there and goes, ah, and then hits them. Um, And it just doesn't look good. Like I I don't want to just pile on uh, a dead guy, um, but it's just not
2: good. It's not great. they, They took a chance on the guy. There's a reason he didn't do a lot of movies.
0: I, I guess he probably it probably wasn't expensive to have Jim Helwig in your movie, nice. um, and it, I guess it was a cheap lesson that you should not have Jim Helwig in your movie. Yeah, um, but uh, anybody but him, um, like <laughs> literally any other wrestler <laughs> at that point in time. Hashtag never warrior. <laughs> right. Anyone but you, Roman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could have had Baby Wyndham Rotunda mm-hmm. in, as the Swordsman, and it would have been better than uh, Jim Helwig. Probably right.
1: All right. Well, shall we take, take a break? break? Yeah. Right. Let's. Right, and welcome back hey, hey, hey Bandcast. Bandcast. <laughs> <laughs> i think we have some more movies to talk about yeah that's what we do here uh, we should talk about movies chuck go ahead
2: they're probably newer than mine okay um one of them's not technically a movie but it's something i want to recommend uh okay. santa clarita diet on netflix is a oh, quality yeah. show santa clarita i keep hearing people Clara.
1: no it is no. clarita clarita
2: okay i keep
0: hearing people say mm-hmm. like i haven't seen a lot of press or anything about it mm-hmm. i've just heard people say like on twitter just pop up and go hey santa clarita diet is fucking amazing you should watch it
3: here's the thing about netflix and then they stuff
2: they there's
3: background. no promotion for any of it it just shows up i saw a promotion the day it came out like yeah. on facebook and twitter yeah and that was it yeah. yeah and i was like man i need to check that out and they release shit like every 12 hours mm-hmm.
2: there's a new thing all like all of a sudden they'll be like Here's 20 episodes of a Sam Elliott sitcom that we
1: shot. And I'm like,
3: w- what? <laughs>
1: well, like, I, I didn't even mention it, but like, same thing. I heard of it like day it got released. Was mm-hmm. that uh, Michael Bolton special? Yeah, that Valentine's Day special. Which is day pretty special. fucking funny. Yeah. Like, I highly recommend well, watching it. Isn't that. that the
3: Lonely Island guys yeah. did yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: They all show up. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's like that um, Bill Bill Murray Christmas thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like a weird hour long fucking strange thing. That, yeah, thing. Random ass thing. Yeah, random ass. This is even more random ass, though.
2: Y- yeah. But yeah, this is this is a quality show. Um, sticks to a good sitcom length. So, you know, you've got 26-minute episodes. You can breeze through it real quick. Yeah. Um, 10 episodes. And it's good. It's one of those shows where funny people weave in and out of it. Like, you, you, it's one of those shows that Thomas Lennon will show up in and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that guy. And, you yeah. know, so.
3: Which Timothy Oliphant are we getting in that one?
2: Uh, here's the thing. He is different in every series I've ever seen him in. Uh, He is cool and collected and justified. He is fucking a rage machine in Deadwood. And in this, he's over the top kind of hysterical because his world is falling apart. Mm -hmm. And it's it's he's great. I mean, like, it's so good. He's
3: basically always great.
2: Yes. I have yet to really see him in something where I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. So. That led to this other thing, that and something else. Uh, I was kind of looking at Oliphant's resume and seeing like what I might have missed. And then I was making sure it wasn't Josh Duhamel or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then Hmm. I was looking at because we're doing a Doctor Who podcast for Patreon. I was looking over Christopher Eccleston's list and I was like, wait a minute. Both these guys are in Gone in 60 Seconds. I don't remember that (laughs) at all. I have to go watch that now. So I did.
3: Yeah. And Angelina with cornrows.
2: Kind of. They come and go for no real reason. Um, Much like her character, who has no point in the movie whatsoever. There are too many characters in that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I watched it again for the first time since seeing it in a theater. Uh, That movie is ridiculous and also a lot of fun. With with some few with like a few bits of technology upgrades, that movie could be out now and it wouldn't seem any different Like characters will Hold up old ass cell phones that's really Like the only mm-hmm. thing that, that sets that movie Apart
3: well I mean yeah, I know it was a Remake was it a pretty straight remake no. Of the original or it was is it more, its more premise thing. only thing. Yeah
2: okay. um, But yeah Oliphant's uh, he's Doray Lindo's partner in that they're The two cops who are hunting down Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. and Christopher Eccleston Is the fucking bad guy in that movie I didn't Remember this at all Like at all yeah no. And he gets to use his own accent in it, which is remarkable because that never happens. But that that movie is stupid fun. The, the The odd thing about it, though, is that you figure a movie about a bunch of car thefts is going to be a lot of car chases, mm-hmm. and it's not really, except for the last bit. Like, there is not a bunch of scenarios where they get into some sort of car chase thing. The, the movie is almost not about cars at all. They're just this periphery, you know, this peripheral idea that the movie is about, but it's hardly a car movie. It's kind of strange, but that was from the era where like every summer you knew you were going to get a Bruckheimer movie. Yep. And it was like, what's the Bruckheimer movie going to be this summer? And it was always just like, well,
3: you know, yeah, before they made pirates and we're just like, we make pirates movies.
2: now. <laughs> yeah. But there was always like this summer is going to be the new thing and it's going to have that logo at the beginning and all uh, 20,000 people in it. You like, and it's going to be real dumb. Mm-hmm. And I missed that. I miss thinking like, "What's the Bruckheimer movie going to be this summer?" That's disappointing, but mm. can always go back to Gone in sixty seconds because it's real stupid. Uh, but there, the two people in it who I did not know were in it are both very good in it. So,
1: when's the last time you watched the Italian Job remake? Is that I didn't remember. I remember not liking that, but it's pretty good. It? Okay. I
2: I saw it for the first time three or four years ago.
1: Okay, so I'm I might need to just revisit that. Yeah, it's a good little heist. Flick it now. is. Yeah, it's. it's perfectly acceptable I mean the only thing I remember was, was Seth Green was Napster right and he had the yes. whole thing yeah. about like I <laughs> yeah. invented Napster yeah. <laughs> yes. that is that is so dumb but it's played really well yeah. yeah,
2: that movie's that movie's surprisingly good
1: well and also like that's kind of the source of the you know routing the traffic through Friendster bullshit mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. that's pretty yep. much the key right there Yeah. so those are my things alright um I'll just quickly I revisited well I I think I revisited one movie I'm not entirely sure <laughs> I'm revisiting at least uh, something that we did way back on Inpoc. Oh, you no know, pretense of cool when oh. we were doing that. Oh, Pac- oh right, man. where we did the Sorkin cast. Remember that Pac- dead podcast? Pac- yeah. Pac- well, Pac- give
4: it up, way bye. back
1: then, I I said, hey, I've seen almost everything Aaron Sorkin's ever written. Right, you know, I I've completed the TV quest. Sure, you know I had completed that at the time, um, and I realized there was a couple of movies I, I I had missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I had never seen Charlie Wilson's War, so I watched that one first. Yep. Um, man, like that. That is a... It's almost a tough movie to watch because you, if you know history at all, you know essentially what it's leading up to. Right. Um, however, it is a profoundly fascinating movie. Yes. Um, and if you just skipped it, like I... I think that I, if I recall right, I barely remember that movie being promoted at all. And, and what I do remember, it was not promoted right at all. It like, was promoted like, check out your
2: favorite movie
1: stars yeah. in a wacky movie. Like, I, I yeah. seem to remember them like playing it up like it was almost some fucking Tom Hanks, Julia Roberts romantic comedy exactly. bullshit. Yes. And like, it is not that at all. Nope. Like, it is talkie talkie, Aaron Sorkin, smart things happening, smart people saying smart shit. Mm-hmm. And Philip Seymour Hoffman is amazing in it. Yes. And. There are so many people in that movie, like down to like every level. Like it's like it's an early appearance of Emily Blunt, mm-hmm. um, you know, before she was like a recognizable name. Um, all of "quote unquote" Charlie's Angels, the people that work in his office, are like just about everybody you can recognize if you know if you know anything. Like, mm-hmm. oh hey, the, you know, yep. there's chick from Roswell. There's Rachel Nichols. You know, it's like <laughs> and anyway, but um, yeah. I mean, it's good. Like. And if, if you somehow don't know history and you start watching the movie, it's it will probably turn out more fascinating. I still think you have to kind of know history because they really never come completely out and say, look, in case you didn't understand what we were talking about. <laughs> right. This is what this fucking led to. Yeah. So anyway, but like. If you're ignorant of history, you might actually somehow enjoy the movie better. That's the strange thing. Hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, anywho, like that's good. and It's worth watching. And then I also. um I think I've watched this movie, but if I did, I completely disregarded it at the time. I watched Malice, which was mm-hmm. I think his first movie that he ever wrote, I believe. It's right up. It's he way didn't, back. He didn't write it. He
2: kind of came in and...
1: and Script doctor did or Yeah. Something? Okay. Well, so I mean, it's credited story and screenplay by him and somebody else. Yeah. And, like, each one is a different and. Yes. Um, I don't know. It, it The whole thing kind of screams Sorkin from the get-go. Oh, like, yes. Absolutely. Because, I mean... If I watched it, it's probably I, I either disregarded it or if I didn't see it, I just confused it with other movies because there were a lot of movies post Fatal Attraction that were like trying to capitalize on that genre. Yep. Um, including like a, an easy way to get confused is they're Sleeping with the Enemy, I believe, also with Nicole Kidman. And it's like, that's Julia is it Julie Roberts? Yeah. Okay, see, that's mm-hmm. fucking confusing. There's, there's <laughs> so many of those movies in that time period. Yeah, there are. Yeah, anyway. My point is, like, if you haven't seen Malice, you need to see Malice. Um, there's almost nothing I can say about what it's ultimately about without potentially spoiling it because it's such a twisty and turny movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I think, if it if it had, had maybe like a slightly better director, and that's not to say it's directed badly, it's it's just if it had had like a slightly higher caliber director, I think this would be a movie that would like just be cemented in lore of like this is how you write and make a movie because like even things i was being critical of now like modern day thinking of of movies and characters and gender identities and things like that mm-hmm. there were things that i was thinking in the beginning of that movie i was just like oh god like this is oh why is this person acting like this way and then you realize like by the end of the movie it is all crafted like it is all of that is happening for a reason And everything you could even gripe about, even in a modern day context, is completely solved by the end. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of amazing for that. Yep. Um,
2: Yeah, I I just love that the advertising campaign for it did not let on to what that movie was about at all. Yeah. It makes that movie seem like he's a a holier-than-thou doctor and people have to deal with it. Yeah. And it's like, that's not the movie
1: at all. No, like I I, honestly, I I can't recommend that movie enough. Like, uh, like I said, like you're you're it's a a quite literal roller coaster, like your opinion on the movie throughout watching the movie, which I love things like that. Mm -hmm. I love a movie that like redeems itself by the end, just by its own artist storytelling. Yeah, man, I I just I was I was floored by that movie because I just was, was not expecting that. Like I, at first I thought I saw it. And I just was like, ah, this, I know this must not have been good. Cause I don't remember a thing about it. And the more I'm watching, I'm like, have I seen this? Did I see this? This is <laughs> Why didn't I remember this? <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, it's strong. I, I, I really wish it was
2: more well-known than it is. Yeah,
1: there There is a, there's, if I have a gripe about the movie and this is, this is like an early plot point in the movie. So it's not super spoilery. Um, I think it's just a form of misdirection, but there is like a, a, sort of B plot running through this movie for about half the movie. That is very strange because it doesn't really ultimately lead to anything other than as I made a joke on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, it's one of my favorite jokes because like I, I think the entire plot line was a red herring. Yeah. Like it's cause you, you think this was, is what the movie's about and, and it's not at all like it, it like the time it resolves, it's like, no, that's done. Like that is done and gone. Like,
2: I think that was more of an audience thing of just like, you think the movie's about this. Right. It is not. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, yeah. Yeah. Watch that movie. Because yeah, they, when that plot wraps up and you're like, wait, <laughs> what the hell else are you going to do with your movie? Right. And then they, they tell you, um, yeah, it's
1: all kinds of twisty and dirty. Yep. And one of the main people in that will be plot is a young Gwyneth Paltrow. For mm-hmm. like, she showed up for half a second. I was like, who, who is that? Because she looks very different at yes. that age. But <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I, man, it was Alec Baldwin, like, that's two Alec Baldwin movies in a row for me, but man, that Alec Baldwin at that time, I am now convinced, 100% convinced he would have been, made, it, made it a great Batman at the time. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that time period, but yeah. Highly recommend that movie, I, if, if you can find it. Okay.
2: It is on Blu-ray. Okay. So.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. Physical media. Yes. I mean, because like you're, you're watching it and like, there's, there's really clever camera stuff going on in it. Like, it's just there's something about the direction of the movie that is keeping it from being like a pure classic. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. So speaking
3: of classics, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I was thinking about Bill Paxton. All right. He passed away. That's true. Which yeah. sucks. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I realized, I can't think of a single performance of his I didn't enjoy. Nope. Like, is was he, did he have like a perfect record? Even even the line delivery in Twister when Carrie Elways gets sucked into the her, into the tornado, yeah. and he's like, "God!" and he smacks the dash, <laughs> is like just knowingly bad enough that I love it. Yeah, I think that. But the I whole just, movie I, is that way. Kind yeah, of. like it, yeah. everyone's
1: kind of playing to like this is kind of dominant.
2: Yeah, I yeah. I don't think that he has been. I mean, he has been in some bad movies, but but he's never the he's bad never part of been. It embarrassing like I mean I think the thing is, is that you saw him so early going so far over the top that there was never going to be another moment where he was ever going to appear to look foolish in a role because he went completely panicky idiot in aliens and then you know everyone loved it like there's no one who's like man fuck that guy
3: well you think about <laughs> it like aliens like he is what makes that movie because yep. he's such a cocky shit throughout mm-hmm. and it immediately sets the stakes so like it it firmly plants the stakes in yeah these guys are fucked because he is losing his shit yeah and it's and it it's funny how he's doing it but it's also like you know character building for everyone else mm-hmm. because he's he's just showing how humbled they all are yeah and yeah and and, <laughs> and just some of the exchanges he has with Vasquez are just some mm-hmm. of the best mm-hmm. stuff in movies.
1: And it it I'm sure it will never happen again but Hollywood take note uh don't ever if you make more Terminator Alien or Terminator or Predator movies nobody can get killed in all three. Yeah. And he's the only one. <laughs> he's the t- only t- person t- that has t- been killed on screen by yep. all three. Yeah.
2: But yeah, I just that guy, I mean like even like recently he would show he would show up in like he was no longer uh, an advertising selling point in a lot of movies. Like he would show up in Edge of Tomorrow. And, yeah. you know, he would be like sixth or seventh build. But as soon as I saw his name, I'd be like, sweet, Bill Paxton's yeah. in
1: this. He, I mean, the show was a fucking roller coaster of good and bad, but he showed up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. and just about fucking saved that show. Yep. Like, he was so good it was on that.
3: right at the perfect time yeah. that he showed up. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was awesome. Yes. And that just sucks. Complications from surgery. That's, ugh. yeah That's shitty. It is. Some doctor's going to get their ass sued to death.
2: But he... His career, I mean, hell, even Navy SEALs. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a good career. Yeah. He, he, I mean, you know, was he
3: ever the lead in anything? Ah, uh, I mean, I'm really trying to think. And
2: there was a couple in the 90s. I mean, There's,
1: Simple Plan, him and Billy Bob were like, Yeah, both God, Simple Plan is so fucking good. Like, they're yeah, both yeah. kind of leads. I mean, we probably yeah. you would argue Billy Bob more so because he was his star was super on the rise at the mm-hmm. time. Mm hmm.
2: I mean, he's kind of, well, no, not really. I mean, he directed Frailty, and he's a big part of Frailty. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, I mean, like, he would just, I'm going to direct a movie. Mm -hmm. And that movie's fucking awesome. And then it was kind of like, I'm not going to direct any more movies. It's
3: like, well, wait, dude. I made the movie I wanted to make. You made this one movie, and it's awesome. Well, and he also showed up, like, he showed up in Club Dread. Yeah. It's Coconut Pete. And Coconut Pete is the, by (laughs) far, by far far the best part of that movie yeah. because the rest of that okay, movie is not
1: much else good yeah, yeah
3: the rest of that movie is kind of shit yeah but man his character is so good
2: yeah i mean like you even go back and you watch something like true lies which doesn't hold up for the most part there's a lot of kind of uh, excuse me there's a lot of bad things in true lies all right i don't but mm-hmm. bill paxton is not one of them and I, I just I have never stopped laughing at the bit where he goes to do a toast and it's just these plastic fucking champagne glasses and they just smash together and it just goes plunk and it's just mm-hmm. like man you are a cheap motherfucker it's just it's so good yeah um but yeah just just enjoy your memories of true lies don't go back to true lies all right
1: i'm mad that that's not on blu-ray like that's one of the, yeah. that's i've had that on my like notify me amazon when it's on blu-ray immediately mm-hmm. yeah and that's because I've seen it in the last when Blu-ray was around, so mm-hmm. my memories are intact. Oh, okay. True Lies is awesome.
3: Alright, settle down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus.
3: You stand corrected, Chuck. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It's, it's And weird. by all accounts, a really awesome dude, like, in personal life, too. Yeah, right, it, Like, if you met him, he yeah. wouldn't be... He wouldn't pull Hollywood on you. He'd... It, he you seemed know. like one of
2: those guys, and I've heard from people talking about him since. Like, there was no one who feuded with him there was yeah. there was no like oh man that guy's a dick none of that mm-hmm. there were no two sides of him working in movies so
3: yeah i think it was ron perlman i want to say it was ron perlman on twitter it was just like yeah he was married for 30 years mm-hmm. so you know and he was in hollywood yeah so <laughs> read that how you will
2: yeah i mean yeah. hell he he showed up in a in several like early horror movies that i've reviewed and is great in them even though he's a, a kid basically and mm-hmm. you know has no business being good at all and as soon as i saw him i'm like oh sweet bill faxon's in this this is awesome so
1: yeah it, i mean it sucks cuz like i mean i i got caught today by cuz i say lines from his shit all the time mm-hmm. and somebody was like too soon and i was like oh fuck you're right like yeah. it's just it's a constant bummer. i said it tonight and nobody caught me i you brought food in. I was like, Did "You spit in this?" <laughs> <laughs>
2: like,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just oh, I fucking could... lines for days
2: for that guy. <laughs> weird science yeah. backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna be in a Bamcast movie here pretty soon because Streets of Fire comes out on Blu-ray I think in May, and he's in that. So good. We will, we will pay tribute to the Bill Paxton. Yeah. Well, and he we... is a
3: Bamcast alum. Yeah. So yeah. you know, <laughs> Navy Seals, <laughs> like a Navy Seals. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Yep, you guys want some emails? Yes, we got kind of a backlog. I don't know if we'll get through all of them in time, but let's get through let's all just of
0: them. Get going. Let's stay here till we finish.
3: Uh, <laughs> nah, let's not. And say we did. Uh, first one up from Sean. Hi Sean. It says Bamcast Extra. Another really big Shaw.
1: <laughs> Shaw. Because you guys are doing Shaw. Well, should we save that? Is that for us? Because we did I, have people like send shit there.
3: Yeah, but people are. You know, all right. Well, cross yeah, promote. We'll, cross yeah. promote. Oh, if. It, I haven't listened to the sh- the re- most recent Shaw ones. So. Well, we've we've been asking for Shaw recommendations. Yeah,
2: just please write in and talk to us about Shaw Brothers movies. Yeah. So, here's one.
3: All right. Here we go. It says, "Hey Bamcast. Hey. I was looking I was listening to the That Man Bolt episode recently, and I do agree that oh shit, it's Bolt needs to be made." <laughs> <laughs> says, Dracula and the Seven Brothers and their one sister was mentioned in the email section, and that reminded me of another Shaw Brothers co-production called The Stranger and the Gunfighter. Mm. It stars Lo Lee of Five Fingers of Death, fame, and the master ninja himself, Lee Van Cleef. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lo and Lee are mismatched antiheroes searching for a dead man's missing fortune. The map to Could the fortune. Could be
2: hmm? low. Could be. And Stitch.
3: Uh, the map to the fortune was divided up into four pieces and tattooed on the asses of the last four mistresses of said dead man Hmm. never has a quest for booty been so literal (laughs) if a co-production can make the Shaw brothers list consider checking out the stranger and the gunfighter thanks Sean
2: I think that's acceptable there you go I mean uh, Cleopatra Jones and the casino of gold was a Shaw brothers co-production that's right so certainly allowed oh of course
3: all right uh, next one up is from, uh, Jay from Vegas. Ooh. And he this. Or Jagus, this- as I like to call it. Jagus. <laughs> Jagus. Uh, he's titled this one, John Wick Chapter 2 is a huge steaming pile of shit. Hmm. Hey, Mavcast crew, Jay from Vegas here, and I cannot wait to see your faces when Mackie reads the title of this email. For my honest opinion of John Wick chapter (laughs) two, just know that I'll be taking a week off when it hits the dollar theater and buy a ticket for every showing so I can live in the world of John Wick and witness the beauty of him fucking murdering the population of a small country. (laughs) Another quick note. I did see John Wick at the luxury theater and the ticket prices were the same as what I paid in California for a regular theater and the experience was so worth it. I think the fact that I spent most of my life in California and got used to paying 4 to $5 a gallon for gas and $1,200 a month for a one-bedroom apartment with neighbors who cook meth on their porches <laughs> skewed my view on how much fucking money it costs to live in that shithole. Seriously, <laughs> fuck California. Jay, sent from my motorized recliner, I sat to in, to watch John Wick Chapter 2. My ass has never experienced such luxury. Sounds like <laughs> it went to an AMC theater. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Shit's awesome. Hmm. Um Hmm. If I if I ruined your fun, it's because I'm becoming desensitized to terrible opinions. So uh, <laughs> that one feeling like low on the rungs right now, no. like I was just like, all right, if he doesn't like John Wick 2, whatever. So be it. Yeah, it's like, well, I just, sorry, I have, <laughs> I hear worse opinions on a daily, <laughs> daily basis. Yeah. So. yeah, I, I there's a
3: vocal contingent of people that big fans of John Wick 1 who do not like 2. Hmm. I'm sure. I mean, some people feel it's pulling a Matrix Reloaded to Matrix type thing where it's like they tried to expand the world too much, which I can kind of see. Yeah, I guess. I just, I'm really, the more I think about the ending of that movie, the more I'm kind of soured on the third one, unless they do some different stuff with it, but we'll Uh, see. 100%. So ready. I mean, yeah, I'll still see it because the fucking action is... What you're it's it's, there it's for. the first
1: two words in the title that matter. John Wick. Yes.
3: Yeah. yeah. That's a real good point.
1: Uh, do you want to play? Yeah. <laughs> and he's coming for us.
3: Uh, next one up is from bergier I'm not sure if that's how you say his name or her name. Spell it. B-I-R-G-I-R. bergier I'm going with bergier Okay. okay. Uh, this one's titled Enemy Gold. It says, Dear Bamcast, I've been rewatching the Andy Sedaris collection and listening to the podcast afterwards, and I share the same sentiment after a hard ticket to Hawaii. The sequel started to have worse pacing and sometimes needlessly confusing plot, only with boobs and explosions to keep things interesting. Hmm. However, since I kept going through the collection, I got to Enemy Gold, and in that one, things take a turn for the better. Most importantly, Andy Sedaris only produced this one. Writing and directing was left to other Sedaris family members. And it's all better for it. There are no unnecessary characters. The Molokai transport is no more. In fact, only the only thing connecting this one to the previous films is the agency our main characters work for. The pacing is way better. It almost moves forward like a movie should. <laughs> oh,
4: almost, <laughs> almost,
3: <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Character motivations are clear, and it has a story that you can follow. And most of the time, there are plenty of boobs, but they never slow the movie down too much.
1: I don't know. And, if boobs uh, have ever slowed a movie uh, you know. down. <laughs> oh no, we've 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 hit boob overload.
3: Yeah, there there's been a yeah. couple movies. Well, but, uh, leathery ones. But not yeah. But Sedaris, <laughs> the Sedaris family clearly knows what's up. I, uh, mm. But says, in fact, it's the opposite of the previous movies, where the only good thing about them were the boobs and explosions. This is a fun movie where the boobs and explosions are nice extras. <laughs> anyway, enough about boobs. I recommend Enemy Gold if you guys ever decide to do another Andy Sidaris movie without Andy Sidaris. And we
1: will.
2: Oh yeah, we're going to yeah, watch that, everything in that set.
1: Yeah, we just—it's been a while. <laughs> I don't know if the one he's referring to is in that set. Is Enemy it, gold, I believe. Is, is. it? Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I think. Well, it, I thought it stopped with just the Andy Sadaris No, stuff. the no, last the two producer, or three yeah. okay. have uh, his son directing, I believe, and yeah,
3: You can answer this right away.
2: <gasps>
3: it's on here. Okay. <laughs> Enemy gold. So thanks, Brigier. And let me know if I'm pronouncing your name correctly.
2: Yes. We do not wish to disrespect.
3: No, of course. So,
1: yeah. Do you want to hear yeah, what, voicemail? What voicemail am I going? How far back do I need?
0: Uh, there's. Just find one that says nice things about me and, look, and play that one. Mm. No, there are any of
1: those. Uh, any of those.
3: <laughs> uh, there's one from 830. There's also one from 530. Okay. You can play either.
5: Hi, Fanscast. This is Jade Dinosaur calling from the West Coast. I called a number of years ago to complain about how much you guys hate Spider Man 2. I. Um, I think I used a more clever nick- nickname back then. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, anyway, I just wanted to guys, you guys to let you know <clears throat> that, uh, well, you see, I had a question, but every time I listen to one of your episodes, because, well, you see, I listen to you guys while I uh, while I sleep, because, um, <laughs> because I just like listening to background noises, people talking and stuff, and every time I listen to one of your episodes, And then I wake up at the end. I'm listening to the closing out music, and it terrifies me. I just don't know what to say. It's just every time I hear it, I'm just like, ah! And could you guys maybe talk about uh, what you find as the strengths and negatives of your rating system? I think it's really interesting and unique, original. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.
3: <laughs> well, it took a while to get there, but that's an excellent exactly. question um, thanks jay. Um, um, what was the we, we should go back to singing the theme song when we close out sure. <laughs> but uh no, it was uh the rating system. What do uh-huh. you think the
0: strengths and weaknesses are i I'm prepared to answer this okay, I've yeah. been thinking about this question mm-hmm. for a while. I have you know. um the strengths are literally everything about it, and the
1: weaknesses are none, huh? I think the weaknesses are that we care too much. <laughs> <laughs> We put too much thought yeah, yeah. into we're, it. We're
3: too much of a perfectionist.
1: Yeah, really. Yeah. It, just, it, it keeps us from really doing our, our job. Our weakness
0: is we just can't leave work undone.
3: Yeah. No. We are addicted to overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. I, think, <laughs> I think the sole weakness is not having a zero rating. Yeah. If I had to complain about anything... But I also think that it forces us to be like, no, you're either recommending this movie or you're not.
1: Yeah. And I think I think when we finally got to the point that we established that's what the, the line was, mm-hmm. it became slightly easier. Yeah. Because it's like, all right, one either way is very meh. But one on either side is like, would I watch it again or tell somebody to watch it? Maybe barely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's where you get a one jocks. Yeah. And if it's like a no, it's like, all right, well, then it's a one bag. Yeah. yeah. And if you ever listen to the very, very, very early episodes, we didn't have it. Yeah. Nope. And it feels
3: like the show really gelled a lot more once we could have a firm rating on things. Sure.
1: And like I said, and then it evolved and you know became, all right, uh, if it's a bags, it's like, I don't want to see this again. I wouldn't recommend it. How strongly would you not recommend it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Five is like burn it off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Five bags, that is.
0: Yeah, um, Scott mentioned something in the chat, and that is that um, it is difficult to use that rating system outside
2: of the podcast. Yeah, um, that that was going to be my thing, because like, when I go to Letterboxd to, to log the movie, I'm like, okay, what does three jocks really mean in a five-star world? Oh, <laughs> well, the,
1: like, then you have, I mean, two and a half is your zero. The
0: easiest way is to, yeah, is to, well, no. Uh, it's still hard. <laughs> I would say... Like in a five-star rating scale, like zero stars would be five bags. Like if you if you look at it as a ten-point scale, so yeah. five, four, three, two, one, one, two, three, four, five, and then you can divide that by two to get your you know to get your um to get yeah. your star rating. Yeah, because you I think you, can you can you do half stars
3: on yes yes on Letterbox? Then yeah, yes. um, yeah. I used to do it that way, but I stopped because it it the ratings didn't look right to me. Yeah. There's no other way to explain it. You'd look at it and go, that's not a four and a half star movie. You know, it's like, no, nah, that's more of like a three and a half. I don't know. Yeah.
2: You kind of have it, to just eyeball but it. But it's also
3: Fine. like, you do it your way. Yeah. <laughs> it's also when you tell somebody outside of the show, like, oh, "It's a five jocks. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. Sure, that- it is
0: also one that is like, I think you would give a, a movie a different rating on letterboxd. Like if you want to translate our ratings directly to letter to a uh, scale, then fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they really apply to the typical movie scale either. No. So, some,
1: I mean, let's be honest. Like, Robot Jocks is not fucking Casablanca. They're not five star movies by uh, movie I mean, making standards. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like 4.9 no. stars. Well, yeah, well, you that, know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. like, you really think about it in full on real ass movie. Well, making. it
3: also made me, like, look at which ones I could go, yeah, that's still just an awesome movie Mm -hmm. you know like truck turner that's five stars no matter what scale i watch that movie on Mm because that movie is fucking awesome yeah okay yeah you know but but also like i could look at actually i think i give king of the kickboxers five stars too because i was like man that movie's kind of pretty much awesome too Mm -hmm. uh what did we give story of ricky did we that was, that pre- was episode ratings, two, so there was It was no pre-ratings, ratings, but okay, I think when we, we, we went back early on, like, as soon as we had the rating system, we went back in the spreadsheet and actually gave them ratings, and I think we all gave it fours.
0: Okay. I think all we right. all
3: gave it, but that was also at a time where we were like, nothing could be five jocks because only True. robot jocks is five jocks. There's it.
0: there's some stuff that's that's just not that, like, and we will come across more stuff that's, that's not good that will still be a fucking Five Jocks
1: movie because it kicks ass.
0: Right. Um, That's what I'm getting at. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like ours is a little bit
1: more on the fun scale and not necessarily like... Where I sat down and were forced to review this critically, I probably wouldn't give many of our movies five real Mm -hmm. movie cinema stars. (laughs) It weren't my job to, like, do that for a living. I wouldn't actually go tell somebody, like... Look, Slaughter is as perfect a fucking movie as Casablanca, <laughs> Citizen Kane. Oh no, and everything that, else. that one is, is. That one is. Yeah, yeah. Slaughter. Okay, that's yes,
3: <laughs> You know, whatever example you give,
1: I know. Like, well, like I come in peace. Perfect movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Barbar. It's just as good as Casablanca. Yeah. Same plot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Food fight. Uh, yeah.
3: Just as good as Casablanca. Absolutely. Same plot. Uh, only other thing I'll say is bags. Um, as Twilight becomes less and less culturally relevant, I think that part gets tricky. Mm-hmm. But there are plenty of douchebaggy things, and and just it's the also sound like of bagging a movie sounds. Yeah, it's it sounds negative. So we right. really we got very lucky calling it that. And Jocks just sounds good. Yeah, you know. Well, like <laughs> bags after Twilight,
0: like you you pretty much have to listen to that episode to understand sort of what we, yeah. what we mean. How um,
3: profound a douchebag Edward is right. in that movie. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. However, just just saying bags again is is pretty like yeah. pretty descriptive. Everyone knows up. giving yeah. something
2: a bags
3: is yeah. bad. It's like a trash bag. Yeah,
0: I'd love to tell somebody like, oh man, it, it was the worst movie, but it was so fucking good. And <laughs> watch them just kind of go, huh? <laughs> yeah. If everyone would learn our scale, I could just say. Dude, total four jocks movie. And they'd be like, yes, I'm
3: mm-hmm. going to go watch that. Well, I do like that people write in and I'll say, it's about a three jocks movie. Yeah. And it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, that's uh-huh. all right.
4: Yeah. <laughs> we I appreciate like, that you, you
0: guys can... know our scale well enough to recommend things on our scale to us. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Agreed. Don't recommend bags. Thank you for learning our Cinema Esperanto. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to start the Cinema Esperantos <laughs> podcast. I
0: can't even say it.
3: Cinema Esperanto. Oh, and I hope we have infiltrated your dreams, there, Jay. Yeah,
0: sorry that we startle you so much. At least we haven't blown up your speaker or your marriage.
3: It's true. <laughs> we have only done that to other people. All right. Uh, next one up is from Mister Spike, who says, hey, "Mister Spike, <laughs> Mister Spike, Mister <laughs> Spike. What's wrong with Chuck? <laughs> He's Mister Spike. Right. Hey, Mister Spike. <laughs> or it could Co- be cousin of Nick Sledge. Could it be Mrs. Mrs. Pike? No." Okay. There's an MR. <laughs> dot space Spike. Is right. she
1: also in a wheelchair that blinks? <laughs> so, uh,
3: Mr. Spike uh-huh. says, What genre is this? Says, Greetings, Bandcast. Email. Mr. Spike here. <laughs> I'll, g- I'll give Chuck a moment to laugh at my name. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. Mission accomplished, Mr. Spike. Uh, Mr. Spike. Mr. Spike. Mr. Mr. Dr. Lecter. (laughs) Anyways, recently I was trying to recommend The Guest to someone, but having a hard time describing it tonally because it seemed to switch genres every half hour. That got me thinking about other movies that are hard to talk about because they don't seem to fit a category, like Vampire's Kiss or Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. It's too goofy to be a horror movie, but it's not really funny to be a comedy. It's somewhere in the middle. Like the directors kept changing their mind on what the movie was. Hmm, Club Dread. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so hey, that was going to be my example. Yeah, for, well, sorry. Yeah. So have you watched similar movies where you're left confused because it seemed to be all over the place? Crash and Burn sent via
1: 90s hackers. <laughs> <laughs> John dies at the end. Figure out what the fuck you want to be a movie.
4: Yeah.
2: I, I know it's deliberate, but from dust Till Dawn. Oh, yeah. Because that's a, that's a Pulp fiction crime movie and then... Just yep. vampire flip, movie. flip the switch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is no hint of vampires in the first 30 minutes of that. It is just dudes on the run and mm-hmm. crime has happened. And then all of a sudden they're in a place and boom, vampires. And then from there, it's nothing but vampires. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it
1: doesn't always <clears throat> break a movie. I mean, sometimes no. it's good if it's done well. Like a cabin in the woods is kind of genre bending. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Evil Dead 2 is genre bending. The first one's oh, just yeah. straight up a fucking horror movie. Yeah. But
2: um, Big Trouble in Little China is literally all the genres, every single genre mm-hmm. of film, all at once.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: But I think about like Club Dread, and it didn't succeed on any front. Yeah, like, it's not that funny, and it's not yeah. Scary. And, I
3: mean, you can tell when they're trying to do jokes, but it's also like you can't careen from one end to the other because then there's just straight up horror movie scenes mm-hmm. happening in that. And you're like, wait, do,
1: wait, what? And yeah it, it yeah i don't know i mean i think comedy is the, the weirdest one to try to pull in like i mean to me the guest is fucking perfect i mean i don't know it's it's for actual star movie mm-hmm. um it's it's really good i mean it's yeah it 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 helps because you don't see the swerve coming because it's kind of a different movie up to that point um but i mean if i were like Doing the old, like, well, where the fuck do I put this in Blockbuster? It'd go in the thriller section. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's just your generic, like, it's not horror, but it's thriller.
3: Yeah. And there were a lot of early 90s, like, you know, almost I want to say, like, parents movies, like Dave is one of those movies that I'm just like, is this supposed to be a drama? Is this supposed to be a comedy? It's not really very much of comedy. Yeah. But it's not really very much of any of them. You know, there's a lot of stuff like that. And the early 90s was rife with a lot of those type things. Yeah. Where it was like, we're just middle of the road.
2: Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Is wacky comedy bookended by heartfelt, serious drama bits mm-hmm. <laughs> that are actually better than the comedy bits. But yeah, um, I, I run into the problem a lot with both horror movies and science fiction because there are so many of them that could go either way. It's like when you do a horror movie in space, it's like, okay, wait a minute. What is this? Is it a horror mm-hmm. movie or is it a science fiction movie? Um, that gets tricky. No. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, but no, I mean, just recommend people to guest. I, I I knew nothing about the guest going in. So that's I think that's the best way to re- just they either trust you or they don't. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. Sometimes you just have to say, just trust me and watch the damn movie. Yeah. Yeah. And like, do you, do trust, you like good like, movies? Well, just, watch I mean, movie. I, to me, like if you're trying to explain it to like, well, what kind of movie is it just like, look, the less you know about it, the, mm-hmm. the better you're going to be. If, if you'll just trust me, yeah. like, you know, the person's taste, like, if, I mean, if they don't like violence or whatever thing you know then if it goes there don't recommend it but like i said sometimes it's just the less you know about a movie the better
2: i mean most people like most people will watch anything there there are a certain subset of people who will just be like don't ever recommend a horror movie to me i don't like horror movies which is fine some people just don't like the worst parts of humanity on film
1: but some people just like physically do not like being scared yeah absolutely it it hurts them or something you know like some people like like that tension and build. or people like my wife who have an, who has enough trouble
3: sleeping as it is. Yeah. I don't, you know, need her imagining horrible, horrible things happening right. to. But happening I mean,
2: like comedy, drama, thriller, et cetera, on and on. It's like at that point, it's just like, is the movie good? Yeah. You will mm-hmm. like it. That kind of thing. It, it's like what we were talking about when we were. How do you recommend a movie without spoiling it? Yeah. It's like, hey, do you like good movies? <laughs> Here's one. <laughs> And if they start peppering you for information, like, well, what's it about? It's just like, just watch it. Yeah, watch it's it. good. Trust me.
3: Yeah, yeah I, I, it's I, two hours.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I you think got the, two
1: hours. The thing about like the genre bending things, they they usually come out and are good because a genre has gotten stale. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like every ten years, we feel I feel like, all right, horror has become rote, and then you get Scream. Yeah. You know, and then like every you know, ten more years go by, and it's like here's Cabin in the Woods, and it's mm-hmm. like you know, just every once in a while, it's like you just need these things. It's like all right this is not your fucking standard run-of-the-mill slasher movie, whatever thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, we are doing something different, and here it is. Yep. And some people don't like it. Some people like go into a movie, and it's like, if it's not what they thought it was should be, fuck that movie. Yes. Like, people that were like, went into Cloverfield, original one, and were like, that, why isn't it a giant monster movie? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, because you've seen those. Now we're trying to show you the, what happens on the ground level. And, you know, I'm not defending the movie one way or the other. It's just like, it's, maybe that's interesting. Like, give it a chance. Some people are just like, no, not what I was expecting. Fuck it. yeah, You know. <laughs> yep.
3: All right. You want to play another voicemail? Sure. Yo, best guess Eli G from Virginia. And I was wondering if you had any really
5: specific subgenres of movies that you find particularly entertaining. For me, there's the secret illegal martial arts tournament, possibly to the death movie like Bloodsport and American Samurai. There's the use nukes to stop a natural disaster movie like The Core and Sunshine. There's... <laughs> dystopian future cop movies like Robocop, Time Cop, Cyborg Cop, The One, Judge Dredd, Dread, Demolition Man, and Blade Runner. And finally, the Everything About Space Wants to Kill Us movie, which is <laughs> almost every movie ever set in space. Thanks for all the laughs. Crash and Burn. Eli out. <laughs> this is super specific
0: subgenres.
5: Okay. I
0: I think I like most of those yeah. that you mentioned. Yeah. Um,
2: I like when an action star plays twins. <laughs> that is
3: very
1: specific. Mm, which that, That's I, super specific. Which
2: okay, I'll get even more specific. I like the three movies where Jean-Claude Van Damme has played twins. Yeah. <laughs> so, give me a movie where well, Jean-Claude Arnold, Van Damme plays Arnold twins.
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger has played a twin.
4: Kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of.
3: <of-ish>. I <laughs> uh, I I will always be a fan of Something that's gone out of style since the '90s, but like the clever criminals talking Tarantino knockoff thing, you know, like Way of the Gun. Oh and, yeah, And, you know stuff like that where it's like
1: Two Days in the Valley.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Where
1: Things it's just are doing, doing, doing
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, where it's
2: just constantly just criminals
3: like, talking shit to each other, yeah. and they're also like you know they they got some plan going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And there's a random stupid friend that they run into that they have to, you know, they have to deal with in one way or another. God, there were hundreds of those things.
2: I know. Man.
1: And I liked like 90% of them. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think like I'm trying to narrow it down cuz like I'm, sci-fi is my fucking jam. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I will watch I am just like you probably are with horror movies. I'll watch just about any sci-fi movie mm-hmm. like as long as it just isn't like 100% CG bullshit. Right. Um but I mean like very like a specific subgenre of that? I don't no, well, I, I think
2: mean, kind of what we were establishing last week when we were talking about Arrival. I think the new sci-fi sub genre of really sciencey sci-fi uh-huh. that's been coming out—you know, Gravity, Interstellar, Arrival, The Martian. Yeah. I, I like this kind of like this new sci-fi that's not just about space battles. It's
1: it's about here's the reality of space. Right.
2: <laughs> it's fucking scary. <laughs> Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess if I had to narrow it down, it's like I I like the I'm on a journey things mm-hmm. like stick people on a sun uh, like sunshine where stick people on a, on a craft for a long period of time. Like I know people don't like the end of that movie, but like what gets me is the lead up of like seeing all the parts that it would take to actually survive in space. The dynamics of being stuck in a tube with people and you know, that's probably why I like passengers more than or it sounds like I like passengers more than Arrival, rival yeah. just because it's like, all right, well, they're on a fucking spaceship going somewhere cool like mm-hmm. Iraq now <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. yes yeah the like, claustrophobic space that's why i like alien you know it's like fucking space truckers like yeah getting along yeah or, or fighting or whatever
2: that's why we like space truckers also
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> space trucking movies you could say yeah. is our yes. jam yes sure
1: <laughs> and of course you know giant robots fighting it's that is a good yeah. genre that's there's not enough of that mm-hmm Um, One of Chuck's favorite
0: incredibly specific movie genres is five sibling golden retriever puppies movies.
2: Yes, (laughs) those are great. I love movies about five identical golden retriever puppies. Mm -hmm. With Uh, distinct personalities. Exactly. (laughs) They should make space trucker buddies.
0: Yeah, okay, I'd watch. We already had buddies in space, though.
2: No, but I want space. I want them trucking. (laughs) I want them doing
1: trucking things. (laughs) I think they should make service buddies. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> what? Somehow yeah. that strikes me as
0: both extremely wrong and something that yeah. they should probably do.
1: They're PTS dogs. PTS. <laughs> PTS. <Yeah. PTSD. laughs>
0: Post-traumatic stress dogs. PTSD. I mean, I'm, I'm good call on
1: the acronym. It's, it's yeah. pretty accurate. Um, I, I'm just saying, like, you know, like, that's make like an America Fuck Yeah Buddies movie, you know, like. Saving soldiers, it's like Max oh, that, that nobody saw. Oh, but...
0: those kinds of dogs. Yeah, service animal. Oh dogs. no, I thought no, no, you meant like seeing eye dogs. Yeah, but... I thought you meant like no, what like, people cause... actually call service no, like, animals no, like,
1: oh, like, I, I need instead connection. of animals in
0: the armed
2: services.
1: Well, <laughs> like, like, I would watch that too, Army buddies. Yeah. Like
2: strapping up one of the clumsy buddies puppies to someone who's blind. She's yeah. like, "Go." <laughs> well, I mean, maybe grown-up buddies. B dog.
3: That's <laughs> Airbud. I could do. Not... I could there, do... <laughs> yeah, but not. But when there's. Five of them, the grown-up oh, service yeah. buddies. Okay, bomb-sniffer buddies. Service, <laughs> service buds going out on missions. Yeah, and hopefully, B dog fucks up at some point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he cuts the red wire. Yeah. <laughs> Can we call it the Bark Locker? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna get that Vin- Robert Vince guy in the line. <laughs> yeah. We're bringing him back. One more buddy. No, movie. he's he's out of the buddies world. Nah, man. man, we're bringing him back.
2: Nope, it's all monkey movies now, mm. and
1: whatever the... Maybe the monkey the maybe the, monkey's the one that has the PTSD. That monkey's seen some shit. <laughs> <laughs> that monkey's thrown some shit.
2: <laughs> so, oh R- Russell Madness has, like, the concussion syndrome, and... <laughs> oh, yeah. no, he's yeah. got CTE. <laughs> and yeah. now he needs seeing eye buddies. <laughs> yes.
1: That, that he could see just fine. Seizure buddies. Look.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Service animals aren't always just seeing eye dogs. Uh, hmm
4: <laughs>
3: Let's do another voicemail. All right. (laughs) One from
6: 214. Hey, Mamfcast. It's Scott from Seattle here. I just got done watching a movie from 1996 by the name of Bad Moon. It's the story of uh, a dog who is trying his best to protect his human family from the vicious werewolf. The problem is the vicious werewolf's human self happens to be related to them. It's actually a pretty cool. Kent's little horror film where a dog actor and a man get into constant stare-offs and don't blink situations. Uh, at one point, a dog's fighting a dude in a pretty good werewolf suit. Um, I would definitely say check this out, One Dogist, because the protagonist is definitely 100% the dog. Uh, they don't focus on any way, uh, anyone else as much. The uh, mother is played by Mariel Hemingway and... Uh, I don't think anyone else was in anything real big, but if they were, it was from stuff y'all would know way better than me. So I'm just saying, check out 1996 Bad Moon, because it's an amazing amount of dog acting here. Scott out.
2: Is it Michael Pere in that?
3: Sure, why not? I want to say know. he is.
2: <laughs> I, I remember that movie from my video store days. Um, I've never seen it, but. It sounds more appealing now. Than <laughs> yeah. Dogs fight werewolves and shit and staring contests. Yeah. Michael Paré. He's the male lead. Okay. Star of the Philadelphia experiments.
1: <laughs> well, apparently the dog is the lead, according to that voicemail. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. Chuck. That's what Scott told us. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Dog's name is Thor. Hmm. hmm. a good dog name. Played by a dog
3: named Primo. Oh. Primo.
1: Not as good a dog name. Primo. That dog is not alive right now. Yeah. yeah.
3: If that was 96?
1: Guaranteed. No, yeah. that dog is chilling out on a farm
3: with yeah, all the dog, other good boys. That dog's totally cool. <laughs> but all it's right. on the list. Uh, We've got one more email we'll get to. Okay. First, I want to note, Iron Giant is available on Netflix right now. Cool. Really? Hell yes. Watch that. Watch fucking Iron Giant, because that is an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anyway, last one up from Yuri. Hey, it's Jerry. Yep. It says, request denied i mean go on hang on says i don't have an actual title in mind but i would like y'all to do another iced tea movie just because i like y'all's iced tea impressions also i'm enjoying your patreon content hope you guys enjoy my one plus dollars a month yuri thanks yuri and we do enjoy your money (laughs) jerry we like your money keep
0: thinning it to us
3: I wanted to make sure to yeah. get
0: the Ice-T impersonation <laughs> in there.
3: Sure. Kids are grinding up $1 bills. <laughs> and they're floating them in Mountain Dew. They're calling it the Patreon special. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
2: There's plenty to choose from on Ice-T's filmography. So,
3: Yeah. He, we, he needs to make a return. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Either him or Terrence Howard. <laughs> I, en- I enjoy our Terrence Cause Howard. Because it's the same impression. <laughs> nah. Ter- Terrence Howard is a little higher pitched than Terrence I. Terrence Howard, like
1: <laughs> I thought, we decided to do Terrence Howard. You just had to remove the lisp. Yeah, was nah, that the trick? You can still you, can still, you can
3: have. Well, you have the lisp, and then it's Mike bit, Tyson. A little, little bit, yeah. Because yeah, Terrence Howard is Mike Tyson. Too much the lisp, and it's Mike Tyson.
0: There we go. <laughs> yep. Mike Tyson. There, there it is. Yep. found my Mike Tyson. There's so many of those guys with you know. Uh-huh. Good accents. Good, unique, like snowflakes. Mm Mm-hmm. Good
2: vocal tics. Yeah. Well, as promised, we're going to do Ricochet soon. Ricochet features iced tea. Sweet. (laughs) Sweet tea. Sweet. (laughs) Sweet.
1: I like it. Southern style iced tea.
2: I'm going to watch that. Hell, we should just do Trespass because Bill Paxton's in it.
0: We could also do that.
3: Does Ice T catch him trespassing?
2: Yes, uh, you're in the wrong neighborhood. Technically, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton is the star of Trespass. Oh, there you go. Oh, it's Bill Paxton, William Sadler, Ice T, and Ice Cube.
3: <gasps> that the power oh. of the ice is combined. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. That, mm. It's also a Walter Hill movie, so that'll oh, settle. Shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we had that debate, didn't we?
2: We we it's written mm. by Robert Zemeckis. So I. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Robert Smigel and Bob Gale wrote it. <laughs> Walter no, Hill directed it. No, no, I'm sorry,
1: I I'm, I I veto. Zeus, Zeus is in it. No, <laughs> Zeus, <laughs> Zeus, Zeus. No. I've got yeah. a, I've got to veto that. I'm sorry. We can okay. watch that on our own. But no.
2: Oh. All right. All
3: right.
1: Fair enough. Well, I
3: think that's it for the night. All I right. think so. Let's get some contact information.
0: All right. I'm going to take a deep breath here because. Um, Go to the website, bmfcast.com. Email us, bmf at bmfcast.com. Give us a call on the Garfield phone, 9105-DOCS-BMF or nine one zero five five six nine two six three. 9263 Also, huge plug for the Patreon here. We are doing a lot of stuff on the Patreon. We've got BMF Extra. We've got the Bonus BS Podcast, Doctor Who You, um, Good News Everyone, Mackie's Futurama Rewatch Podcast, and uh, Funtime Torpedoes, which is uh, Harlow's uh, Star Trek TNG Rewatch. And um, a thing that I'm doing sort of for the Patreon, but is not necessarily exclusive for patrons, is the um, uh, BJ's Pilo Shame, which is a Monday night, uh, every Monday night stream um, for video games. And it's not, you know, it's not directly BMF cast related, but this is all Big Happy Family. So um, every Monday night I'm streaming... uh, a video game and uh our patrons at any donation level get to vote in a poll which i put up every month and once the uh once the poll is over i grab that video game and i will be playing that for the uh for the entire month so if you're a patron you can uh you can get in on some of that action
3: and they can see you on twitch.tv slash no net correct so well, not see
1: some... you. You don't have a well, camera. Well, not here, yet. Right? Oh, okay, not yet. Who knows? Yet. Yeah, if we get enough Patreon money, I, I could find on one of I... those PlayStation iToys. <laughs> not that the pile of shame is is obviously a good and accurate title, but I, I just thought of like if you're going to do it continually on Monday night, you're going to call it Monday Night Bra. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to play any GameCube
0: with you. Um, oh, come on, come on, bro. Yeah. bro, out. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, sorry, it's it. I've, have already forgotten the real thing that I titled it, which is BJ versus the pile of shame. Oh, okay. Um, okay.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's totally different than,
0: yeah, but Monday night brah is, <laughs> is all right. That's a pretty good joke. Bra. Um, I was, I honestly was trying to think of something that was like Monday night wrestling or football mm-hmm. adjacent, but, um, I wasn't that clever. So, um, anyhow, that's, I mean, that's what we're doing. The Patreon is chock full. Some of the things are at the $5 level, a lot of things are at the one dollar level. Um, we are cranking out content there, so if you uh, if you feel like we're worth it, throw a couple bucks our way, and uh, you'll get some sweet ass hot new content. Um, and it is just pouring in mm-hmm. all the time. It seems like <laughs> it seems like every day there's a new
1: something posting on the Patreon. Yeah, I'm so. going to spoil the. I'm not putting out fun time torpedoes during the week this week. I just don't have time. Yeah, and I'm also going to try to make the second episode more coherent. Where I actually. Talk about what happens in the episode instead of just like immediate stream of thought. Mm-hmm. So. Whatever, man. Well, I know. I was just like, literally, last one was like the credits were rolling. Pause.
3: Yeah. Well, we only promised one a month, so
1: hey. yeah. I'm mm-hmm. probably yeah. get it up on the weekend. I'm yeah. just saying. Like, I'm was... going to try and do every other week.
3: But last week was crazy. Last yeah. week we put six, six podcasts in six days. Six days. So yeah.
1: yeah. And then on the seventh day we
2: rested. Yes, yeah. we did. <laughs> <laughs> literally nothing posted on Sunday. So.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Phew.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're a content factory at this
3: point. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, so pay us. <laughs> <laughs> if they Please. don't want to pay Fair us. wages for content. Yeah. If they don't want to pay us, but they want to get in touch, how can they do that? Well,
0: I already told you. They could go to bmfcast.com. They could okay. go. They could email at bmf at bmfcast.com. Or they could call 9105 jocks bmf, nine one zero five five six nine two six three and get in touch with us. Uh, Twitter at bmfcast. All the things are at bmfcast. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to check out, we have a uh, a new episode that posted at the time of this episode's posting. It was last week. We posted a new episode of uh, No Quarters. So go check that out. Mm
3: -hmm. Yep, that's
1: right. It's free. Okay, (laughs) awesome. (laughs) All right, well, let's get out of here, shall we? Let's. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And
0: this is BAMFcast out.